When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating whether or not Biden is winning and we are starting right now with Stardust opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us. Stardust and Lonerbox, as you can see folks on the left side of the screen, are taking the position that yes, Biden is winning. And then Sean and Infrared on the right side of the screen are taking the position that no, Biden is not winning. Thanks so much, Stardust. The floor is all yours. All right. Uh, So I personally do think uh, Biden is winning. I think he's done a lot of really great things. Um, uh, Just to start, I think the Violence Against Women Act was something that he in the 90s had authored himself. Unfortunately, the Trump administration allowed it to expire, but he recently um, reauthorized it and strengthened it. Um, He also has invested more in crime control and prevention than any president in history, Um, approximately $33 billion in funding for crime control and prevention. There's the American Rescue Plan of 2021 um, that we can talk about, the CHIPS Act, um, and uh, even the way that he's handled Ukraine um, uh, has been pretty much made America leaders on the world stage. Um, and the Inflation Reduction Act um, is something that I really do uh, think that he's done really well with. He has um, uh, invested in climate change and he's invested in healthcare, care. Um, and I think that these are all like really good starts for us. You got it. Thank you very much. We'll kick it over to LonerBox. Thanks for being with us. LonerBox, first time. Thrilled to have you. And the floor is yours as well. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty left wing. Uh, I would have definitely preferred someone like Bernie over Biden, but you know, um, I guess our ideas aren't as popular as I'd like them to be in my country or in America. So we have to make do with what we've got. And at the moment, I'm kind of pleasantly surprised, like especially given that there's basically a 50-50 split in the Senate and America's been quite known for being very gridlocked. Uh and but the bipartisan efforts of Biden have resulted in an infrastructure bill and child tax credits. And I didn't think student debt forgiveness was a massive political priority, but it's still a nice thing to see given the costs in America. Uh, as for his foreign policy, I'm it felt like the drone war is all but ended. If you look at the number of drone strikes that were landed on places like Somalia, Iraq, or other places, like it's kind of plummeted under Biden compared to Obama and especially Trump. Uh, the Afghan pullout, I'm very impressed that he had the courage to do that when you know, Obama said he would, Trump said he would, and finally someone did it. Um, and as for Ukraine, yeah, I think it's been pretty exceptional. Like They've really made a name for themselves on the world stage. And yeah, he's done a pretty good job at keeping those uh, Ukrainian bioweapons still hidden. So, you know, nice one. 
You got it. Thank you very much for that opening as well. And as mentioned, folks, the title for our panel tonight is, Is Biden Winning? In particular, of course, is he succeeding as president is what we mean by that. And on the right side of the screen, we're going to introduce Sean and Infrared, who would take the position that no, Biden is not succeeding. Thanks so much for being with us. Sean, good to see you. The floor is all yours for your opening as well. I don't know. I'm supposed to take the position that he's not winning. Like Biden's doing amazing. Biden pulled out of Afghanistan. It was stellar. The images were beautiful, crisply well done, well played. Inflation got out of control, but he said, you know what? I'm going to step it up past the Inflation Reduction Act, which definitely didn't just spend a lot of money on completely different priorities other than inflation. Nailed it right there. He's uniting the country. He just talked about how you can't share a country with MAGA Republicans. And it's not like 74 million people voted for that guy. So nailed it right there. I think Biden is killing it in every regard. You got it. Thank you very much. And then we'll kick it over to Infrared. Good to see you again. Infrared, the floor is all yours for your opening as well. I don't actually think anyone believes Biden's winning at anything, actually. I think on both counts, he's fucked up the economy to the point of that it's even unrecognizable. As far as American standards are concerned, we have this out of control supply chain crisis and inflation crisis that's been exasperated by these unsecured debts that have been through the uh, printing of money secured and backed by literally nothing at all. We're starting to see the effects of that. I mean, we're in a recession right now if we define a recession by two consecutive periods of downturn. But even by the mainstream media decide to change the definition of, of what a recession is. But even the like economists and Powell and the Federal Reserve are saying that, yeah, it's going to take a miracle to prevent even what they would consider a recession. So, yeah, we're on our way for our economy to be headed for, toward like basically a collapse. The international monetary and economic system is itself going to collapse because of the energy crisis in Europe that's going on, thanks to Biden's uh, very uh, W strategy with regard to Ukraine, basically cut off all of the supply of energy to gas to Europe, make the Europeans and the Germans freeze, destroy and devastate the European economy, as well as like the subsistence of Europeans. Like, how are they going to fucking warm themselves in the winter? We don't have a plan for that. Um, yeah, we are. We are like this is the meme where it's like everything is burning. But the Biden supporters are saying, yeah, everything's fine right now. They're coping now with this uh, deranged, dark Brandon meme, which is, I guess, like a, some psych kind of psychological copium in the midst of this overwhelming destruction brought about by the Biden administration. Um, you know, he has done absolutely nothing to reorient the economy to any subst substantive basis for the production of value. Our dollars are backed by nothing at all. Um, yeah, he's throwing more money with student loan forgiveness. Just print more money, I guess. You know, you've printed enough. Why not print some more? And then what else is, I mean, yeah, and I guess he's pro-abortion too. So if you care so much about abortion, I guess that's the thing that matters the most. But yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't really, I'm not convinced that anyone, whether, I don't care where they lie on the political spectrum. I am not convinced that anyone actually thinks Biden has been doing a good job. I think they're saying he's been doing a good job because they're scared of the possibility that Trump and the Republicans might win. So they have to pretend Biden's doing good just because they don't want the other side to win, which is already a disingenuous position, which is based purely on optics. Yeah, that's all I have to say, really, for now. You got it. And before we jump into open conversation, I want to let you know, folks, Modern Day Debate is a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. We hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button as we have many more juicy debates and panels coming up. And with that, thank you very much to all of our guests for being with us. The floor is all yours. I would like to first start off with what do you guys uh, think is causing inflation? 
the nature of the U.S. monetary economic system, the wild um, doubling and actually tripling of the money supply, which admittedly didn't necessarily start under Biden, but a president's job is at the minimum to be able to find a way to mitigate this crisis. Instead of mitigating it, he's made it worse. He's fanned the flames. And in proportion to that, the supply chain crisis has increased. Uh, inflation has increased on a global economic level in exact proportion to the amount of money that's been printed. So yeah, what we're really talking about is the emission of unsecured debts, the rapid emission of unsecured debts. They, I don't really think they have a plan to deal with this, really. They just, I don't know what their plan is, but our economy is headed towards some kind of collapse and they're calling it a recession. It's going to be a lot worse than that. Yeah. So inflation traditionally is too many dollars chasing too few goods. So printing a bunch of money is definitely not a good way to fight off inflation. But also the extension of the unemployment that was done unnecessarily early in the Biden administration and the American Rescue Plan, when we were already coming out of the pandemic, paid a bunch of people not to go to work. If a bunch of people not go didn't go to work, and then the supply chain was already a mess. It just got delayed in sorting itself out that many more months. So that caused a constriction in, I'm sorry, in supply, which again, if inflation is too many dollars chasing too few goods, like ruining the chance of us increasing supply for those extra couple of months was obviously going to extend the supply chain shortage. And then we would end up with more inflation, which is what we're seeing in a lot of consumer goods. So what I would say is that, sure, uh, part of inflation is caused by things like the ARP, 100%. There's no reason to deny that. But when you break down how much the ARP uh, was in comparison to the GDP um, and compare uh, how much um, the inflation that we're experiencing now is affected by ARP, um, they're estimating somewhere between 11% and 50% could be caused by the American Rescue Plan. The rest of the inflation is um, most likely from a a result of the Ukraine-Russian war, um, exacerbating the cost of food uh, globally, also a huge shift to durable goods, Um, supply supply chain pressures exacerbated by China um, and their zero COVID policy. So yes, while the American Rescue Plan did contribute some to inflation, it also did plenty of other things that I would say outweigh all of that. Quick, uh, it led us to, let me finish, let me finish. So it had had the the quick, it it led to us having the quickest economic recovery in the world, the strongest labor market, the most pro-labor labor labor market. Um, We now have more jobs than workers uh, for the first time in years. And we've had millions of people lifted out of poverty. So I mean, it's, really funny as well we're talking, it's really funny as well that we're talking about the amount of uh, like how much of this falls on the United States shoulders. The fact that there's a supply and a supply chain crisis all over the world, that there's inflation crises all over the world. I mean, what's specific about the United States policy is like, what are you, how are you linking that directly to inflation? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I can, expl- I can uh, directly answer that. But did you say 11 to 50% or 15%? If you, yeah. So, so 50. So if you want to be okay, extra, so, so, extra so generous, have, okay, hold on, hold on, if you want to, wait on. a minute, if you want to give, if you, when you, when you, when you have estimates 50%, from 11, 50% is, is, is uh, me being extremely generous, right? It's me being extremely. There's there's also other problems in this claim because the indications for a surge in global food prices, as well as the inflation crisis in general, 
were very clear well before the Russian uh, special military operation in Ukraine and well before the Chinese zero COVID policies. So to, to blame the brunt of that crisis on that is completely nonsense. Now, to answer the question of why is this a global crisis, it's simple. The importation of foreign goods in the United States increased by $100 billion every month, from $250 billion to $350 billion. That's because with all the new money being pumped out and thrown into the American economy, uh, that has come with the buying up and the sweeping up like a vacuum cleaner of the world's commodities and the world's goods and foreign markets. And that has exasperated prices domestically in other countries. And that has also, that's probably been the number one significant contributing factor to uh, the rise in global food prices. The short answer there is stimulus. You said the amount of money they're pumping into the economy, right? Well, the the amount of credit that they're yeah they're printing, but, okay, it, but so it's not. It, but it's not just the it's OECD. not just the stimulus though, yeah. because it's like you can pump a bunch of money in there and you're going to have inflationary pressures. But when we have containers that are being stockpiled in California that need to be moved out, and you extend unemployment and they can't hire the people that they need because they can't afford to pay them more than unemployment, you're setting back what is already a crisis being built in the supply chain. And this happened all over the market. There are more jobs than people that there are more jobs than than people looking for work because a lot of people just left the labor force. Like they, these are some of the problems. Everywhere is still hiring. And yet you have a bunch of people just messing around going on unemployment. Like it's it's a disastrous situation. And it didn't no, need to be that ARP way. We were all coming out of the we were all coming out of the we were all coming out of the out of the uh, crisis anyway. And when Biden passed the rescue plan, all of their estimates completely underperformed because they they paid people not to work. That makes no sense. If the ARP reduced unemployment, it lowered unemployment. How is it that they're uh, that they're paying people to stay home longer? It's, well, there, it makes well, it's completely there's a difference between unemployment and labor force participation. OK. So if you have a lower percentage of people participating in the in the labor force and therefore you have lower unemployment, that doesn't mean that there's like a sea of more jobs. That means that less people are looking for work in the compared to the jobs that you have available. Yeah, this, it, it created it created jobs for people. It, it, it has double. What, kinds double of, what kind of jobs growth. did it create? It, it nearly doubled GDP growth. Um, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It, it, I think it's like four million additional jobs it created. I don't know what industries they're in, but you're talking about um, uh, about this supply chain uh, disruption. It mostly has to do with the fact that the, the Russia-Ukraine war has caused food prices to go up and the china zero covid policy has has very much disrupted the supply chain uh so so how do you explain the fact that food prices were already beginning to rise well before the special military operation because we're coming out of a pandemic has okay so which one is it because we were headed toward a rapid surge in global food prices and now you're just saying that it's because of the special military operation, even though, and by the way, no, you're wrong, because if we were coming out of a pandemic and we were coming out of the lockdown sphere, then we sort of we should have seen indications that the um 
global prices of food would have been going down, right? But the opposite was no, true. Was no, we, we absolutely wouldn't because when you have a global supply chain disruption, an unprecedented one of that, yeah, it does. You you would expect it to take time for things to to realign. Like, yeah, that, of course, that just because. Okay, yeah, but the essence, the essence of the gentlemen, forgive my interruption, but just want to let you know, as planned, we're going to have Maddie Cakes join into the dialogue as well as to keep it balanced. We have a conservative guest as well. Jumping into the conversation, and then we'll kick it right back to you, Haas, as I didn't mean to interrupt you, but thrilled to have Joel here with us, as well as Maddie Cakes. Thanks for being with us, Joel and Maddie Cakes. Appreciate you entering in the conversation as you were infrared. Thanks so much. Yeah, I was just going to say one of the reasons why there is a relationship between the global supply chain crisis and COVID is because with COVID, Again, we had all these stimuluses, not only stimuluses, we had these uh, checks given to people for consumers to buy goods. So there's this rapid increase of demand of goods, but the actual means to produce those goods is no longer being defined by the market. So all of a sudden, there you have a demand for goods without any regard for the supply chains that produce those goods and distribute those goods. So it all is coming back to this like tripling of the money supply that can't account for the way things are produced in the first place. Usually we have like a manufacturing base. We actually have a basis for the value of the dollar, right? In some kind of way. And that exchanges for other goods. So there's equivalences going on, right? That completely disappeared. So when you're just blaming COVID, it's, you're not, you're just brushing the surface. You're not, we're not blaming COVID. We've we've named several different reasons. Also the civilian labor force participation rate has actually been rising. It is almost back at pre pandemic levels. Okay, yeah, but they're not they're not participating in any kind of labor that actually produces economic. How do you know that? Because our because American manufacturing has not. I'm going to cite something called common sense, and it means the shit that actually produces real tangible things. I haven't and heard of her. And participates in the actual process by which those tangible things are distributed through transportation and storage. That's actually the stuff that like grows material tangible wealth. So you need to actually like actually use your hands to like make things for things to actually be in the economy. Like, I don't know. It's kind of common and, sense. And but, okay, to, to your point aside, the, uh, like, I to, guess like, but the new hold on this, this chart back, that right? was just sent to me by Stardust says pre pandemic, we are about 63.4% labor force participation rate at the bottom. It's at 60.2. So about a 4% drop. And now we're at 62.4. So when you say recovered, you mean, the half of the decrease from the pandemic has has returned. You so know labor we're still for- in a pandemic. So labor right? force participation is net down from the start of the pandemic, which was my sure, point. Sure, but it's we're almost we're almost back up. We're we're uh, we're approaching rapidly. I mean, are we? Most of the economists are not even we're not even in a recession anymore. Us. These people, all you have to do is change the definition of these things. And then congratulations, you've got a W, right? We're not in a recession because the definition of a recession changed. And I'm sure the labor force has rapidly increased because we've probably changed the methodology with which to define labor force participation. So what we're really dealing with is a semantic regime of just changing reality with words. But the underlying reality stays the same. Haas, would you consider um, members of the military as workers? Sorry, what's the relevance of this question? Uh, just answer the question. And I'll get to it. What do you think? Uh, it depends on what they do. Okay, so it's only the ones that produce tangible. So first of all, anyone things. can be a worker. Anyone can be a worker. We're talking about what kind. I'm of just wondering, like when you talk about it generating wealth. I mean, 
economists, when you talk to talk about changing the definitions of things, economists um, are pretty clear in what that definition has been. And by producing like uh, tangible goods, that's one way of generating wealth. But then in order to distribute those goods, you also add things that go downstream so that you can then distribute it. So that you can exchange in a marketplace. But in your mind, distribution would not quote unquote count um, (laughs) as part of- Wait, 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 wait. I literally, if you you go back and talk, I don't know if you're like your memory is really short. I literally mentioned my memory is very short. So I literally mentioned distribution, transportation, and storage. Does so anyone all remember of those count? Is that true? Because then you seem to yeah, be obsessing. That's what I said, but you that's seem literally to be obsessing over this idea okay. that because we aren't this like uh, the manufacturing powerhouse that maybe you think we should be, that somehow none of that actually counts in growing our economy. When wait, in wait, fact, that you, is how, I no, mentioned. I have a master's in economics. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, okay. to understand you, you, like you have, you, you, you don't have a master's, you don't have a master's in like theory. Clearly, don't have a master's in two-minute memory because I literally just. Oh, do they, are they issuing those now? Yeah, I literally just said transportation, storage, and uh, distribution are part of tangible labor. So I literally said that ad verbatim. If you ad verbatim, two minutes. I'm, this is insanity. Can someone clip me literally saying it, and then like show her like deranged response saying, "Oh, are you not mentioning transportation?" Yeah, just, like I literally oh said it. What are you talking of it? But just that to be sure, just in like case me. anybody else had any thoughts and hasn't I, spoken for a while, you're invited. To. I just want to go back because Haas said it like three times. I know Sean, you don't, you didn't say this, but yeah, when you keep on saying about increasing the money supply and like using stimulus and printing more money, as if that's like the way you get like that explains all the inflation. It's like you can look at all the top OECD OECD like uh, countries. It's like you've got um, Japan was actually the one that spent the biggest portion of its GDP on stimulus, and they actually went through deflation for the first bit of 2021, only to get like two and a half percent inflation now, and then followed by that, you've got Germany, Italy, both with lower inflation than the USA, despite spending bigger portions of their GDP on stimulus. The UK spent uh, less of its GDP on stimulus, but got more inflation than uh, the US. So yeah, it's just, a, it's just bullshit. I didn't know that the um, the yen and the euro were the world's reserve currency. So why does that matter? Why does it matter if the world's what reserve currency... What does that have to do with what I just said? Why does it matter if the world's reserve currency takes the majority of the blunt of the inflationary pressures which is actually responsible for the production of the majority of the credit that's being used to vacuum sweep the global markets and being used to uh, be recycled through international investments. I mean, like, I don't know. What does that have to do with me saying that the amount of uh, the portion of GDP you spend uh, in relation to how much inflation you get doesn't correlate? What does that have but to it, do with it, it, Wait, hold on. It definitely does correlate, but just because the Europe correlate. and... Japan did not experience as much inflation. In the case of Japan, you have situations where apparently they're, they experience deflation. That does not mean that there's no correlation between them. No economist would say there's no correlation between tripling the money supply and inflation. That is just insanity. Yeah, they would say that there's a there's some correlation, but how much cor- that correlation is that could you be just a- said there's none. You just said there's. I didn't none. say there's none. You, you you every time I asked you about inflation, you kept on saying it's increasing the money supply. But dep- yeah, it depends on how you increase the money. If you increase the money supply, unsecured debts. I I would still argue even if even if the ARP uh, create caused some inflation, I would say the trade off 
that that trade-offs we got were, were worth way more. Creating 4 million jobs, um, lowering unemployment, nearly doubling the GDP, uh, increasing health insurance enrollment by 4.2 million, and keeping 3.7 million children out of poverty. Uh, that that Those are, uh, across the board, I would take that. No, I, I don't mind there being a little bit of inflation because no, of that. We don't really need to do like the politicians speak. We can just admit to the fact that since 2008, since that economic crisis, this is the nature of how the American economy has worked. We've pumped money. We've increased credit. We've increased the uh, the money supply. And we've just thrown credit at the economy to solve all of our problems. Now that's come to a head. And it's come to a point where there's no going back and there's no it doesn't work anymore, basically. And the question is, is Biden doing a good job? No, he's not. He's just fanning the flames of a crisis that he, yes, inherited and which he's not entirely responsible for. But if we're going to call him a good president, he should be a president that's going to find a way to resolve that. And he hasn't. He's just contributed to the crisis in an even worse I, way. So we, we were expecting before before the American Rescue Plan, millions of jobs to come in. And I remember in the first month, it was like March or May of 2021 when it was passed and they were ready to announce the jobs report that everybody was already projecting to be great. And then all of a sudden, 266,000 jobs came in. So the idea that like the jobs that were lost due to shutdown came back at the same time Joe Biden spent money on this unnecessary stimulus therefore the stimulus created the jobs is absurd and to your point i talked about how you spend the money can obviously impact the supply chain which could unevenly distribute the effects of inflation we've seen housing prices explode one of the reasons why is because interest rates were so low and people were buying up hard assets houses as a a hedge against inflation as b they're moving out of the cities because they're scared of the pandemic And we also had supply chain shortages in lumber and all these other building materials, which also further constricted the supply. So the price increases are going up unevenly, but like everybody should already know this. So if you're like, oh, it it didn't happen the same way in the UK or or in Japan. Well, did Japan direct a bunch of money towards real estate or a bunch of low interest rates towards real estate, which caused a bunch of people to borrow and then move into that real estate at the same time when we were not we were not shipping that containers from California, which had lumber and all this stuff that we would have needed to build new stuff. I I don't think so. Maybe, maybe they did the same exact things. Maybe they shot themselves in the foot twice as well. And, and, and it just worked out differently, but I doubt it. Wait, is anyone, is someone streaming to Twitch right now? No, no. Oh, I'll stop. That's right. You're banned, huh? <laughs> I forgot to. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to turn it off right now. Don't worry, friend. They'll never know. In a little bit, we will talk about college debt relief, which is going to be a juicy component. So we'll give you like maybe five, ten minutes to wrap this topic up before we do jump into that, such as whether it's fair, all that good stuff. But please continue. And Infrared, I promise I'll stop streaming on Twitch. Oh, you were streaming to Twitch. Well, technically, but I'm stopping. Okay. Oh, fuck. Shit. We have like two viewers on Twitch. Nobody will notice. I promise you won't get any. Just delete the bot. Yeah. But continue. And especially, Joe, I want to say thanks so much. Glad to have you with us. Joe, if you had any thoughts on this, because we had Maddie and Joe enter in kind of this <laughs> staggered format, which I kind of like, by the way. So thanks, Maddie and Joe, for coming in about 30 to 40 minutes in. Joe, any thoughts on this topic? Yeah, I'm not too sure where we're at with it. But um, and maybe I can, more con- I can be more concentrated in the next point. 
or the next like portion of this. But I think like if I'm talking if we're talking about Joe Biden broadly, I think that um the Democrat Party and Joe Biden did a very good job at confusing Americans on what governing is. And instead of like clarifying what the fight is and what we're trying to do and what the shared fate is as a people, he's just kind of like, and again, this is, this is a problem of content because I don't think Democrats have content in their politics where it's very unpredictable to figure out or understand like how their the individuals from the Democrat party operate. And I think that's like, it's a problem. Like we, I think Democrats need content in their politics so that the people understand like what the fight is, what, what the goals are, what the shared fate is, and how we can move forward as people. But maybe I can, I'll be much more, I'll probably be much more clear in the next thing about student debt forgiveness and stuff like that. Probably. We could jump into that topic right now. Student debt relief, what are your thoughts, fans or not? By the way, folks, since we had new people enter, I want to just explain kind of the visual for what's going on. So Stardust on the left, as well as right below her, Maddie, and then Lonerbox right above me, are taking more of a pro-Biden stance with regards to tonight's question of whether or not Biden is succeeding as president. And then, as you can see on my, or I should say on the right top side of your screen sean as well as joe just below him and then infrared just below me are taking more of a no position with regards to whether or not biden is succeeding but when it comes to the college student debt relief what are your thoughts um if i want to go first okay uh, i just think he's just throwing money at the problem which is what he's basically trying to bribe sections of the electorate by writing off what ten thousand off of student loans which is like one sixteenth of the majority of people's loans i'm not sure so or a uh, regular four-year degrees loans so i mean like he's basically just throwing peanuts you know peanuts at the uh electorate and saying, hey, get us for the midterms. I'll just throw some worthless money at you temporarily. And even though that money is going to be worthless and money as such is going to be worthless and pretty, you know, years to come, I guess if that's how you solve problems, sure. Just keep throwing money at stuff. Why not? Free shit. Yeah. Money doesn't matter. Everything's made up. Um, As Biden cancels some of this debt, let's just remember why this debt exists in the first place. Um, This started back in the early 1970s when a Reagan and Nixon advisor um, was quoted in an interview saying that um, free college was producing the, quote, dangerously explosive dynamite of a, a educated proletariat. And, quote, we have to be selective on who we allow to go through higher education. So that's a little bit of saying the, the quiet part out loud, because in the past, actually, there was a lot more state funding that went towards higher education in California until Reagan was governor. Tuition at any University of California or Cal State school was free. So up until uh, the early 1970s, it was this sort of great equalizer. If we really want to believe we live in a meritocracy, that's the way to do it. But um, they couldn't have that. Nope. So rather than continue to pay for education to build out an educated workforce, um, they started passing on the buck to the students and the students' families rather than have the state fund it. And over time, they've slowly chipped away into the clusterfuck we have now where people, even after 10 years of making every single student loan payment, are still um, not even making a dent into the principal of that initial loan. And that is obnoxious. And the fact that student loans aren't treated the same way as other loans. So if you were to declare bankruptcy, you don't get out of your student loans. Yeah, that's bullshit. 
So I think we need to forgive them. Then maybe we should stop like lying to ourselves about what the problem is then. No, like, I think it's it's a multi-pronged approach, but I agree. I think like this is a step one, but it needs to be coincided with other stuff. Why, why does the workforce need interpretive dance degrees with like dumb four year degrees? Like what, what, what exact degrees does our workforce need exactly? What degree? Uh, we got do you have, has, 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 I want to know what's the average debt for a U.S. undergrad? Because you said the 10 K was one sixteenth. I, I don't know the average debt, but I think like for a four year college, it can go up to that. We can recognize it's, the average that is like 20 K or 25 K for an undergrad. We can recognize that certain professional fields. Grad school too. I don't remember. Like one, where the fuck did one sixteenth come from? Okay, sorry. I, I, I read. We can recognize that certain degrees of education are not going to be able to interface in the market the same way. And something that, again, like I think we're approaching the student like debt for this problem, like a little bit. It's not. It's not a policy. I think we need to approach it as a matter of a class action settlement. Like during the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, people needed a path forward. And instead of a jobs policy and a jobs guarantee program, every state in some capacity sold people on school and education as a means to participating in the market. And that to me is nonsense. This is something that Democrats did. This is something Republicans did. But Democrats did it in the most nefarious way because they they would like appeal to institutions of education and then make these ideas like well you know these things are a problem but but still go through with them like still pursue your dreams but you know like occur this debt that you're not that you're gonna have like a long time paying off and i'm saying that like we should probably have a much more concentrated approach on this and actually treat it like a class action settlement and that a lot of people were lied to a lot of people were defrauded and the the federal government has to take that l and has to take that l hard and with with all the entire the all the buckshot the shotgun yeah so the the student loan debt the student loan debt policy uh the student loan debt so-called crisis is a problem of the government the debt forgiveness is ridiculous it benefits people that definitely shouldn't benefit from it like my fiance and myself we're gonna get married we're gonna have a ridiculous income thank you so much suckers for paying off part of her student loan debt We will enjoy that with her high-end career and with my successful YouTube show. But in reality, the reason college is so expensive is not because of Nixon-Reagan advisor conspiracy theory. It's because the federal government is subsidizing education. There's an old economic theory called the Bennett hypothesis. It is proven to be true time and time again that every time the government increases the amount that you can borrow, increases the amount for the Pell Grant, what ends up happening is those costs get absorbed by the college. There was no great defunding of education. One of the biggest problems with the UC system in California is not this evil Reagan Nixon advisor. It's the fact that they employ 200,000 people, yet they have 280,000 students. And 143,000 of those employees in the California UC system are administrative staff. So only 20,000 is faculty. Somehow all of this money that is being directed to the universities is being used to hire all these administrators. And we're wondering why college is going up so much. It's like, I can't figure it out. It's almost as if we've created a government program that incentivizes colleges and students to borrow without, uh, to raise tuition without care because the students can borrow whatever and forgiving a portion of the debt only further incentivizes students to do this negative behavior, which will put which will put further upward pressure on tuition. You know, you can actually really like the 
I really like the 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 payments for undergrad loans um, being capped at five percent of your income. That's a terrible that's, policy. What if your interest rate is higher than that? No, I think what? it's a good policy. That's wait, wait, it's, wait, it's a similar policy that's um, instituted internationally and it works for them. So to say that it, yeah. oh, it'd be disastrous. It's like, but we have blueprints showing why it's successful. So like, how can you stand here saying that? I mean, is is the goal to have people pay their minimum payments every single month or is the goal to get people out of debt? Because the if your interest is rate is higher than, it, if your interest the, rate charges you higher than 5% be... of your discretionary income, then you're accruing more interest than you're paying every month, which means you will actually never pay off that debt. The goal so, is for it to be beneficial economically. Hold on one sec. Pardon my interruption, but just I think we hadn't heard from LonerBox for a while. LonerBox? Sean, where are you getting that from? That the what do you think the interest is going to increase if they reduce the payments from ten percent to five? If it's five percent of your discretionary income is your minimum payment, and the in the amount that you borrowed plus the fixed interest rate is higher than five percent of what is calculated as your discretionary income, the interest is going to continually accrue. Wait, hang on. Wait, wait. Didn't I, Biden get elected on a platform of immediately forgiving all student debt? Uh, debt? No, in fact, he was explicit yeah. in saying he did not support that. But, yeah, you know, what was the black people do, they, do they not have Google <laughs> in your town? So what was his platform? Because I, I clearly I don't remember. He has so a website. Um, I don't know if you have can like find the search bar, but. Sean, I'm not necessarily sure you believe what you're saying. So I want to kind of pick yeah, your brain. Uh, you don't believe what you're saying, sure. Just, yeah, just no, no. I, I, I think under, like, the loan balances are forgiven after 10 years of payments instead of 20. They took that down. So that wouldn't matter. You, yeah, you'd want to go for back. Yeah, if you don't, if, if that's already the system, if you make 10 years of payments, then the loans can be forgiven. But look at the forgiveness rate under that program. Well, no, it used to be 20. Now it's down. No, no, it was 10. If you have zero payments, if your income is so low that your actual payment is zero, then it's 25 years. All you have to do is make below 1.5 times the poverty line for 25 years and they'll forgive your student loan and you won't have to pay anything. So so, haven't they said that the loan balances won't grow? Wait, wait, wasn't it uh, he was going to forgive all undergraduate tuition related federal student debt from two and four year public colleges? No, no, that's like Bernie Sanders, like free public college. Oh, and well, it's, it's, like, it's like a quote from him at verbatim. It might be for federal Where? employees. Like you get forgiveness if you're in the federal employee, employee program. Like if you do well, a service this campaign promise. He promised that he was going to uh, forgive all undergraduate tuition related federal student debt from two and four year public colleges and universities. The debt holders earning up to 125000 so it kind of seems like this, he's like, kind of like it's a little that was down. not like a yeah, statement. Where are yeah, you getting this from? Yeah, but hey, this it, is it, a direct quote from Joe. From where? But from where? Like okay. what interview? Wait, how much? How much do people borrow on average from public like universities over the course of four years? I don't, I don't, I don't think that. I don't <laughs> exactly. think that matters, Sean. Like, wait, 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 it does. It does matter because he might have. He might have said that he might be right, and he okay. Cool. You borrow less for public colleges, so he might have said this ten thousand was toward that. So he right, could be right. The link, the link that doesn't matter. The that doesn't matter. It, doesn't it literally is, is all like question, semantics and dumb. The question I, mean, I have. So by the I way, the 10K that, that people are, are are getting forgiven is it's for everyone making less than 125K um, yeah. uh, for individuals. And then um, and it's uh, 250K for married couples. So it's very specific who gets that forgiveness. I do think that the, the payment uh, for undergrad loans being capped at 5% of your income is 
uh, really good. I think that it, you know we want to make things affordable for people so that they can um, they can you know live healthy lives, contribute to the economy, um, uh, invest in things while still paying off their student loans. So where does the money come from to fund to fund that? Where do you think money comes for anything to fund anything in the government? Where, where, let me ask you that question. Do you want where me to draw your picture? Where does the value <laughs> of money actually come from? Can you answer that question? I'm not getting in this philosophical bullshit debate. It's not we're going to get high. I feel like money is supposed to be... I'm trying to ask Sean. I feel like money is supposed to be a proportion. Sorry, Joe. You know what? Let's hear Joe's question. Let's hear Joe. I'm trying to ask Sean. Let's hear Joe's question. So, so Sean, Sean, like, what did you go to school for? Like, you mentioned that, like, student loan forgiveness doesn't, like, affect you. I went to school for criminal justice. No, no, I didn't say it didn't affect me. I said I benefit from it. Thanks, suckers. Like, the, like, inverse benefits of it, right? Is it a fair characterization that, like, for somebody like you, it's going to directly benefit you where it might not benefit for, like, other people? Is that what we were saying earlier? I was going to benefit my fiance. It's going to be awesome. Thanks, suckers. yeah, so the question is why? Why can like, like any policy that benefits like? Okay, thanks, Owner Box. Thank you. Wait, wait. Let's Thank let you. let's let's. Got it, Owner Box. So, like, the thing that I'm curious about is, do you think every degree in the United States is able to interface in the market the same way that your degree can? I think that people, on average, who first of all, I got a degree in criminal justice and I make YouTube videos, so I don't know if that's the best option. Cool. Uh, secondly, right, I didn't. Can, can the average I didn't, person? I'll clarify I, the question. Can an average person with a criminal justice degree interface in their field and interface with the market? I mean, you could get a job. To that degree. What, what kind of jobs are available to you? Yeah, the bunch of government positions. I had a bunch of people that went on to work at law firms and all kinds of jobs. Can those jobs, generally speaking, if you get them, pay off, their, pay off your debts? Yeah, sure. Is the same true for philosophy majors? Yeah, philosophy is one of the prerequisites for law. It's one of the most profitable but, degrees long term. I'm saying, I'm saying with just a degree in philosophy, can a person who graduates with a BA in philosophy be able to inter, to be able to interface in the market? What jobs are they getting? What jobs are the philosophy majors? I, I don't know specifically what job fields they end up in, but I remember distinctly when people said we need more welders instead of philosophy majors, that philosophy majors made about double the amount of welders. So maybe you think what? it does it. Maybe you don't. Well, maybe you think it's less applicable than it actually is. What impact do philosophy majors have? Yeah, like that's my point. What what impact do philosophy majors have on the economy? What are they doing? How should I know? That's a problem, right? It's a problem that I don't know how a specific degree would interface with the economy. Does a discipline have to be profitable in order for it to derive value? Okay, okay. so so I think I think look, you're using the word profitable. Like you realize things don't come out of thin air. Like somewhere along the line, we actually have to make real things and real shit to exchange them for other real goods. Like this doesn't just come out of thin air. Like if we want to buy the goods on the global markets to consume or to use in some kind of way, we have to exchange those for goods that we produce. There has to be some kind of equivalent. We can't just print money out of fucking thin air and just expect that. Somehow Maddie, does this feel condescending when somebody like lectures you like this? In my field of expertise, yeah, I love it. It feels great. Hold on, I'm with you. But I asked you, hold on, I asked you in your field of expertise where the value of a given currency comes from. You're asking me, you're like, do you understand that when you trade a good and service for money, that that money has to come from somewhere? Like, thank you, Dr. Obvious. My God. So glad we're allocating time for this conversation. (laughs) Okay, where does the value of a given unit of currency actually come from? 
it comes from a lot of different places. Do you want to talk monetary policy? Do you want to talk like uh, currency exchange? I'm just saying, like, you seem to be under the impression. I know, I was interested in where Joe was going with that. You seem to think we can have like an economy full of like a bunch of like overeducated, like over professionalized, you know, interpretive dance degree people. Like, how is that? That was what my master's thesis was on was interpretive dance economy. No, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't see the value in the market and getting a degree in ballet. I don't see a value in the market getting a degree in dance, art history, philosophy. Like, even if you think about it, it's not even just the market. It's even it's what the market is downstream from. It's like, how are actual real things produced? So, like where so does something, real where do, who do you think administrates those um, large scale industrial operations? Who do you yeah, think the is, runs the like the two, actual operation of it? There's not just people. Two industrial operations, and we have too many administrators. Go ahead. Uh, Maddie Cakes will give you about 30 seconds to get that out. And then, yeah. Haas, once she's done, it'll be easier for us to hear both of you separately. <laughs> I think it's incredibly naive to um, devalue the what are called often softer sciences or saying, you know, oh, no, everything should be STEM. Everything should just be applied, whatever, because there's so much value um, that and, and other skills that you develop in the more liberal arts type studies that do, if you want to measure success by profitability or having sort of influence in generating wealth, generating value, there's a lot of value in those softer things. Um Take this as someone who lives in Silicon Valley and works with a shit ton of STEM people. The thing I see that is their biggest downfall that is um, often prevents people from moving up the ladder or actually making something substantial is the fact that they have terrible communication skills. They're brilliant in terms of like programming or building something, can't communicate what the value is or how to use it. And that's where they fall short. The people that end up doing well are the people that have actually invested in developing those softer skills. So I think, again, I just think it's really naive to make that assumption. Um, and it, it just demonstrates um, kind of a lack of, of scope or lack of uh, perspective. I it kind of sounds like a typical, kind of sounds like a that's typical okay. viewer. Kind of sounds like a typical bureaucrat's excuse for wasting people's time. I don't know why you need a four degree waste of your time to learn communication skills. I'm not sure that's down to people not getting a four degree uh, year degree. I think that's more. Could use it. I think it's more down to people not getting enough social skills the way they're like raised. And then second of all, you said, oh, you're devaluing the softer sciences. We have the internet. Anything you want to learn about philosophy or anything else, you can learn it all from the internet. It's a complete waste of time to expect you. you to have an economy based on uh, giving people loans to take out loans, to spend money, to have it taught to them in an institutionalized straightjacket way, which where they're not even going to learn the critical thinking skills with which to even apply this in an independent way. They're just going to learn the standardized testing and, oh, how do you have these? It's just a waste of people's time. Why standardize it? You can learn all of that on the fucking Internet. Meanwhile, you, know, every you said, you said, you said, oh, who actually administrates all these industrial operations? The problem with our economy today is we have too few industrial operations. and We have way too many of these administrators. We need to go back and revitalize the actual substantive base of have our economy. Have you ever worked in a factory? Cause? Yeah, I've worked in a warehouse for a summer. So, yeah. For a summer. Okay. Thank you. Are you against the infrastructure? Well, why, 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 what a stupid, what a stupid comment. Yeah, Matt, Matty, I got I, I to disagree. I know Joe gives me. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, like the, <laughs> the frustration I have is that, listen, I, I 
I'm not going to discourage black folks getting degrees in black and Africana studies, but I'm not going to sit here and act like there's a whole career path for all those, those, those lovable, those lovable black folks getting degrees in black and Africana studies. Cause there is nothing there. You're just going to go right back into the institution that gave you the degree in the first place. I don't think that's okay. And there's like a lot of fields that are just sort of like self-feeding monsters where it's like, what, the, what is a, a degree in music performance going to give you in the actual economy of the gig economy that you're entering into? Nothing, unless you're really, really lucky. And even if, you are, even if you're not lucky and incredibly talented, then you're already going to be sucked out and not get the degree in the first place. And I think that's something that Joe Biden needs to like, do to show that he actually understands the game is that just calling it out on its bullshit, saying that, look, all of you philosophy majors, there's nothing in the market for you. So we got to figure something out for you. We got to figure something out for your debt. And that's, I don't think that's something he's willing to clarify. There, there's like, nothing in the market for you philosophy majors, except for law, because that's exactly what law is. If you want to go into law, but not except for does. literally that. Well, actually, the finance, the finance industry like recruits a lot of philosophy people. I want to give Joe a really quick, just to clarify what you meant by that, Joe, and then I want to kick it. So really, really quick, Joe, and then I want to kick it over to Stardust. Instead of, yeah, instead of saying that, like, hey, and in, in for bettering yourself, there's going to be jobs that are very clear for you when you get out of these programs. That wasn't the case. It's just go to go for more school, get a BA in philosophy, then get a M, get a master's in law to eventually get a JD. Like, and it's just more school. You, you don't need to get a master's years. before a JD. Um, yeah. So the yeah, that's not that, Sean, this, Sean, this really doesn't have anything to do with anything. Like the issues <laughs> with why education is so expensive is because the federal government is guaranteeing loans. It's over subsidizing people going to school. And what we should do is pull the government out of it and make you actually have to get a loan in the market because no bank, if they were risking their own money, would lend you 200 grand to get a to get a degree in gender studies. And then you'll see a lot more people going to state schools, not That's borrowing true. all this money because it won't be available. And we'll start to see downward pressure on tuition. Everything we're doing incentivizes tuition increases and we keep doubling down expecting different results. And it's ridiculous. No, that's not true. Banks will give you a shit mortgage for like um, with like super predatory um, sliding scale interest rates. Like, I think saying that, why, like, oh, why did they do that? that? They would a thousand percent because they know because they know they're going to make bank off it. Why did they do that, though? Yeah, if I mean, they, and this why would a bank relief? The reason they gave out those subprime loans is because Fannie Mae is because Fannie Mae was buying them. Not just so, Fannie Mae. Like, so it's a, because somebody else was buying them. That's my exact point. Because it's well, risky. Listen, but I'm, sorry, I'm Stardust, I think Stardust wanted to talk. Well, well look, I, I just wanted to say, like, the student loan relief plan from Biden came in a whole bunch of different phases. And I think um, I think we're, we're getting hung up on things like just the forgiveness. Right. Um, I, I brought it up before, but like the the um, capping on based on income, that was uh, that was interesting. That was, I think, a really good idea. Um, also, there are things um, being put in place to reduce the cost of college um, and holding schools accountable um, when they hike up prices in the future. There are things that Biden, the Biden administration is doing with student loan relief um, and their and their plans regarding student loan relief to make sure that people in the future who are borrowing um, uh, can now be to find it more manageable in the future and that schools who hike up these prices are being held accountable. This is exactly what you want, right? 
No, because what happened is, is the system did not fundamentally change, except now students have it in their mind that they can borrow more because it will be forgiven if it gets worse. So all the incentives are pushing tuition up and this furthers those incentives. So the idea that they're going to hold them accountable, they're going to go to a university and wag their finger at them. Well, congratulations. That is not going to beat out the fact that all these lending institutions are going to be encouraging young people to borrow more and more because guess what? Through executive order. They already forgive 20K. Just wait. When it gets really that's bad, for we're going to forgive 30K. We're going to yeah, forgive 40K. That's only for Pell Grant recipients. And yeah. I don't know if you've looked at what the requirements are to qualify for a Pell Grant, but um, these are people that probably need that relief the most. Unless you just want higher education to just be for kids of the wealthy. Then, sure. And then, again, again, let me reiterate, the 10K only goes to people, the 10K is only for people who as individuals are making less than 125K and less than 250K Those as married couples. Those broke ass motherfuckers making under 125. Okay, sure. Just to bring it back to the original topic. Here's the issue. Trump whether you agree with it or not, had a plan for bringing our economy back. He said, oh. want to have all these tariffs, want to bring back domestic industry, want to bring back real manufacturing and real jobs for America, revitalize our manufacturing industry. That was his plan. He had he at least had one, right? Biden doesn't. Biden's plan is, I'm going to throw money at all these people. I'm going to forgive all this debt. I'm going to throw money here, throw money there. Where the fuck is the money coming from? What plan does he have to actually make our economy uh, like stronger at, at, at the actual level of like, the real economy, not just like the level of uh, numbers and definitions, because they're starting to just change the definitions of what growth means. They're saying after two consecutive periods of growth, that's not a recession anymore. They're just changing the definition of what that is. It's ridiculous. That's that's the only plan Biden has is to, in an Orwellian way, just redefine all the ways we use to measure economic strength. Listen, I have no idea why anything that he just said was relevant to the student loan stuff. Like the loaner box is talking. Sean, you keep implying that people are going to borrow more, but like you can only borrow what you need for your degree. It's not like there's going to be more debt relief, and then suddenly all the people from the fucking ghetto are going to like overrun Harvard next year and shit. Like, yeah, you you borrow what you need for your degree, so. Once again, the Bennett hypothesis, all these influxes of cash into the college system are absorbed by the institutions. So they will raise tuition knowing that the federal government is still guaranteeing these loans, which is part of the problem in the first place. And students are not going to be as worried about the price because it's already been forgiven. Like your system only works if we pretend that humans don't respond to incentives, which spoiler alert is not the case. We've been trying the same thing over and over again. Now we've added an even more corrupt incentive into the system and we're going to see negative results. What we need to do is tell kids you don't need to dorm. You don't need to pick your college based on which one has the best water park. Go in state, go to a state school. It's much cheaper. Commute, stack your classes in single days and get a job and you can afford it. This is exactly how I did it. it. So like that's assuming then that that's somehow better. And like, if you do that, then you'll be debt free or you won't fall into this horrible cycle of having 30 years of, of debt piled up where you've already paid back the principal, sometimes almost twice the amount. Like these are state 
college graduates that are suffering from this. In a lot of cases, there are people that went to an in-state school, but because of the financial burden, because of how much it took them to not only be working and sometimes working full-time while going to school at night, they simply couldn't afford to finish their degree. So they're paying back student loans for a degree they weren't even able to finish. So trying to make it seem as, oh, if you just do this stuff, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, then all of a sudden it's going to be fine. No, that's bullshit. And the data shows that that's bullshit. And in fact, like you say, oh, well, this the colleges have been doing it like this and it hasn't worked. But like our entire system was structured not that long ago where the government did pay a lot more per student um, at community colleges and state colleges, state universities. And that's why it was so accessible because that that piece of the puzzle was being funded by the government, but instead they've passed that on incrementally over the last, what, 40, 30, 40 years. Why shouldn't the university system be destroyed? Why shouldn't there be a destruction of the college industry? Explain. Just blow everything up, pause, like, and then we can ask you about definitions. First of all, the the idea that the people driving student loan debt are in-state undergraduates is absurd. Student, uh, the average undergraduate tuition for an in-state resident is $9,000. If you look at the people who are the most in debt, debt, they went to private schools most of them dormed. Oh, look the at the numbers. People. It's Hold undeniable. On. Right? Hold on. That's bullshit. Pardon? That's bullshit. The, 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 <laughs> like, okay, so the, the, the so you think you paper, think that people are getting so at if, you think at a cost of at a cost on average of nine grand a year, you think people went, are getting to two hundred k? Just on, Maddie, went. Quiet for a second, because to be fair, yeah. you were interrupting Sean while he was talking. Go ahead, Sean, and true. then we'll kick it back to Maddie. So, so if the average cost for in state when you don't dorm is around nine k a year, you think that the crazy numbers that we're seeing of two hundred thousand dollars is somehow gotten to by there? Like, how how do they do that? Sean, these aren't the people who are getting relief from the debts, though, are they? Yeah. It's people making under $125,000 a year. That's a good amount of money. Married couples making under $250,000. Yeah, but obviously, if you're talking, like any policy is going to sometimes benefit people who are earning a lot. But if if your student debt is like really, really high, then 10K off is nothing. The whole point is to benefit people who paid less. I don't know why you keep on- For those who are so happy about the student debt thing, how like, what what is your time- Just to to hear the last sentence from Loaner Box, I promise we'll come right to you. It's- um, I I couldn't hear the last thing you said, Loaner Box. I forgot, doesn't matter. Go ahead, Infrared. So for everyone who's so happy about this like student loan debt forgiveness, I want to know what timescale we're on because like we're looking at an implosion of our economy with like the next few years. So like, is this like a W for like a few months? Is this a W for a year? Like how long is this going to be a W for? Because this is not a systemic solution to anything. It's literally just throwing peanuts at an already like, you know, suffering masses. It's alleviating some of their pain, maybe temporarily for like a few months or a year or something. I mean, why is that a W? Why is it an accomplishment to like, barely try and like heal some aspects of the symptom while doing nothing for the disease, not only doing nothing for the disease, but exasperating the problem, exasperating the disease, not only on an economic level, but even on a political level with this increasingly divisive rhetoric, which is leading our country down the path of a civil war. How the fuck is this a W? I just want to hear an explanation. You're getting into the nitty gritty of like, oh, the debt is structured in this way, the 10,000, 125,000. Why the fuck does all that matter in a timescale of just merely years? Why does it matter? Explain. Do you really believe that like the entire economy is going to collapse in the next few years and that like we're approaching a doomsday? Yeah. Like, is that your basis? Every fucking year until it happens. Then say I told you so. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, so the, the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve and the top economists are all saying a recession is inevitable. It's going to take a year. The top economists? Yeah, where the did economy, they go to college? Hedge the U.S. economy and become a fucking millionaire. If you really believe that. Really, if you you believe don't that, like, think there's going to be a recession. Well, huh, you're saying there's not going to be a recession, right? There's always We're saying going to be that a recession. society is not going like, to collapse. There's going to be a recession next year. You, do, is there going to be a recession next year or before next year? Okay, Within that time, you, why, one are you not, year. why are you not hedging the economy for one year then? You'll be, you'll yeah. be yeah. so. I'm just going to type recession on Google since you're so fucking unreformed. Oh, they are do. Are we Google? in kindergarten right now? now? What is going you, on? Why don't you just short the? Why don't you just short the economy for a year? You'll be a millionaire. Do you want me to you send you a Wikipedia article? Can, can we focus yes. on the issue at hand, which Here is student I mean, loan debt? Yeah, economist right, Stephen Roach no, said, I US, think the economist, economist Stephen oh. Roach, this is on CNBC, says U.S. needs a miracle to avoid recession. Negative economic growth in the year's first half may be a foreshock to a much deeper downturn that could last into 2024. That's what he's saying. Is that guy like. Okay, what, like, but is that, that a recession? Are you saying the recession equals a full economic collapse? Because you're talking very doomsday and you're like, why should we care about this when we should yeah, be yeah. building from a, a bomb shelter? From a, like, from a systemic perspective, the current monetary, financial and economic system that we have here in the United States cannot, it cannot ameliorate this crisis it's going to spiral into a collapse of the economy absolutely you look at what's going on on an international level countries are rapidly ditching the petrodollar saudi arabia just is uh, signing deals with china and russia you're dealing with a completely new economic system that our current economy here in the united states is unprepared for how how, how can you think that things can simply go on it's just baffling I can bring you back, Sean, if you want to talk about the student thing again. So the way I understand it is that uh, the relief goes from the Department of Education to the students. I don't think there's been any indication that the Department of Education is going to issue out higher loans. So I don't know where you're getting this leap from the Department of Education relieving loans that already exist to colleges ramming up their fees. Yeah, as to first of all, once people get this forgiveness, which they will, all right, they're going to be less cautious about borrowing money. Do you agree or disagree? We don't look like people are incentivized to go into education. Hey guys, what happens when food runs out? Well, what's going to happen? When you guys, guys what happens when food runs out? What's going to happen when food runs out? I'm just trying to ask. I'm just trying to ask. I'm just trying to ask. Just to go to Loner Box. I promise we'll come back to you in for but let's just hear the last point from Loner Box. Yeah, maybe people will be more incentivized to try to go to university, but it's whether or not the universities are going to be taking more students, what, right? But would you think that they're less would be less cautious about borrowing money after some forgiveness actually happened or more cautious? If yeah, you had to be bet more, your own. Wait, yeah, you might be more inclined to try to get into university, yeah. It's not about getting into university, but I'm saying would you be less concerned about borrowing the money? If you've already seen forgiveness from the executive happen, or less, or less uh, okay, concerned. Like, I'm just trying to tell you that, yeah. If I give you that, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get student universities ramming up fees. But they're all they're ra- they they raise fees consistently, and now that students are less cautious about borrowing, why wouldn't they? Don't they raise like colleges don't have like a like a fiduciary duty to their students, so they can do that anyway. Yeah. True. So what? Yeah, but they they keep doing it. But with how much they give away in loans, and if the Department of Education, if the Department of Education doesn't change the amount they give in loans, but they but they always increase the amount that they give. Is that as long as you're going as long as you're going to assert responsibility or not? Huh? Isn't that could that not be in response to colleges lacking fiduciary responsibility to 
students. I mean, you keep saying fiduciary responsibilities that that usually applies to the shareholders. Like the the students are customers. Like that's it's not an applicable term. Uh, okay. Right. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. Like so. If you create, if you create, so what you're doing is you're juicing demand. That's what all this federal government policy is. When you increase Pell Grants, you juice demand. And there's a name for this when it comes to universities. It's called the Bennett Hypothesis. All this does is cause tuition to go up because the universities increase the tuition in response to it because they absorb the costs. And by the way, we have entire industries. We have phony, like they're called for-profit colleges, but they're basically designed to extract money from Pell Grants or from the GI Bill. And their tuition always costs that exact same amount. And they're not even accredited institutions that take advantage of, of these increases. So you have entire so business models. That's why, that, they've cut, that's why they've cracked down on for-profit colleges. Yeah, they put in like part, a, of, part, of, part of the Biden policy, actually, like one of the rounds of, of the whole student loan forgiveness thing was to crack down on for-profit universities that were scamming people, basically. That was, that was a, before that this was a, one. That was a separate thing where there was like a lawsuit that was called debt forgiveness a couple months before this. There have been a few. There have been um, a few concerted efforts, both at the congressional level and in the presidential administration, that have cracked down on for-profit colleges, and it's been um, sort of a sustained effort since I want to say like 2015 to do so. Um, so it's not just something that just happened. Like what? what policy? I do want, so I do want hypothesis to, in the room with us right now. What policy? I do want do to also implement? say that, like the Pell, the Pell Grant recipients most of them come from from families that make 60k or less so i think uh giving a 20k forgiveness to people who are recipients of pell grants i think that is um i I think that's a good thing i think that's going to be beneficial well it's people who borrowed money that received pell grants while they were going to university right and the people who the people who get pell grants come from families that make less than sixty thousand dollars yeah because you you get you get uh i mean significantly less because in order to qualify for Pell Grants, you have to make basically no money. Mm-hmm. And right. I think so, it's a good thing. But that's, that but that's they, when they went to university. Yeah, They're getting it think, now postgraduate. That's that's fine. I think that they should. I think that giving them that 20K in forgiveness is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But they're better off now than people who didn't go to college that still live in those circumstances. And those they're are not the people- better off. They're not better off than people who didn't come from the backgrounds that they came from. Right. They're, we're, we're, they could like, be. Who cares? Like, we're not just necessarily. This is, this is not, not only. Yeah, this is not only politically popular. It's also an economic boom. I mean, the people that now don't have as much debt burdening them, that's giving them a chance to finally like save money to buy a house, to um, start a business, to like do all these things that they've been putting off that we've seen. No, and this isn't me like talking it like. This is what every major. No, but it's true. That's listen. They were just 10k away from buying that house. (laughs) No, but listen, like no, but having having the amount that people have to pay on a monthly basis that is going to be reducing having. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Start yeah, start um, is, is, is it correct? When I say that's like oh 10k away, I'm also saying that that reduces their monthly payment. And when you're thinking about when how people budget like month to month, they're looking at what they can afford. That is massive. Does it, does it solve the like racial wealth gap? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And my, and my point is, is that like black people were poor before, during and after this forgiveness. And Mm -hmm. something that I think we need to do 
it, especially for black people who want to go into college to better themselves, because that's the lie that we, we told black people for over five decades is that we have to have jobs that are there after they're out of college that can actually help go towards their debt. And it's like, again, like I'll circle back to it. It's like, I'm all for people going and getting degrees in the humanities, but the federal government can't act like those, those humanities degrees are going to pay their bills. And they keep lying to black people about that. Where it's like, yeah, get philosophy. Yeah. get Sure. But again, I would still argue that people who are recipients of the the Pell grants, right? These are people who are, are, regardless of what degree that they get, if they get a degree in STEM or they get a degree in something else, more likely going to be in a worse position than somebody who didn't need that Pell grant. Right. And, and they're people who, you know, come from uh, families who are not making that much money. Um, They're going to be behind on a lot of, um, on a lot of different factors. And I think that 20 K forgiveness and then having the amount that they have to pay per month is a massive difference in their lives. They're going to be able to put away a little bit more money. You'd probably be better off with Pell Grants. If you go to a state school, it basically covers like the entire tuition. Like if you receive the Pell Grant. Nah, I didn't cover shit. shit. And I went to school and I went to school in 2010. Did you get a full Pell Grant? Yeah, I got a full Pell Grant. What school did you go in state? To a state school, state. I went and stayed to a state school, and my Pell Grant didn't help pay. For what was the it. tuition at your so state take, school? I'm not gonna, like, why is I had to look it look, up? Look, can you is it really that unbelievable? I'm telling you, you it did it. Like, I'm telling you it did yeah. it. I got the full benefit. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to know. I want to know what I want to know. This super expensive state school, I want to know yeah, what I live it in is. New Jersey. My school, but our schools are expensive as fuck. The state schools, what school was it? I'm do not you really not depends? Uh, he doesn't have to dox himself. I think it's I not think it's doxing fine. yourself to say what university you went. It's gish yeah. galloping. It's dumb. I'm a public <laughs> individual, and my my handle is my name. I'm not going to tell you where I went to school, Sean. Right. I tell people where I went to school all the time. That's I'm glad you do, but I don't. I feel like people are especially sensitive when I talked about the food supply running out. Why were you so sensitive when I mentioned the food supply running out? Who was sensitive? Are you listening to the conversation? I don't think he is. Honestly, I think he's just sitting there and he's he's like, I don't know, he's watching YouTube on one screen. And then when he decides to, he can come back in. And I'm prepared. I'm prepared to 1v9 everyone. My argument here is that your argument is fucking stupid. There are nine people in the room. Your argument is fucking stupid. It literally doesn't matter. All it these literally details. doesn't matter. Wait, wait I have to do it like, I have to go to the when side, the right? Of the, when the basis matter. of money right. itself, when, the, when, the basis when you're of getting money, into the nitty gritty, you get that land? Land? when you're getting into the nitty gritty of all these things, you're not addressing the more fundamental crisis, which is at the heart of how the U.S. dollar lacks any qualitative value anymore so i feel like there's a more fundamental problem here from the supply chains to the inflation to the food crisis that we're now facing Where did you get why your are we talking layout? about these pressing issues because you're the things i got no one addressed Pause. my what i said no one addressed Pause. did you what buy is the, the time scale what is the time you? scale of the relevance of what do you consider this a w for biden why did you so buy what the is art the time scale? what is the time you? scale of relevancy of student debt loan forgiveness is that months? Is that years? Because I'll tell do you, you if think, you tell me where I can get that lamp with an elephant on it. So do you think do you think two years from now this debt forgiveness is going to make a difference in people's lives? Well, the earth's going to be blown up, as you said, like it's all going to collapse. So right, right. like, no, and it's all going to be fun and games. OK, one year from now, let's 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 dial it to one year. One year right. from now, do you think the student loan forgiveness? Actually, I'll do six months. I plan six on months. being a warlord. So six months from now. 
Do you think the student loan forgiveness is going to make any difference in people's lives? For the people who had their loans relieved? Yeah. I think it already has. I will will actually follow up with you in six months. Pell Grant recipients, yes. John is in this call and he's happy with the debt relief. We've already got one. He doesn't even need it that much. Yeah, endorsed yeah, by Sean the thing, himself. The thing is, the thing is, right? again, oh, yeah. a very, this is a cynical. This is a very cynical and immediate. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I get to take this from is a, the This is a very cynical great. and immediate. Another example of white people extracting wealth. This is a very cynical and immediate political ploy by Biden to get people to vote for the midterms. It's not going to fucking last much longer. That yeah, obviously, Can everyone's we talk about the Inflation about Reduction Act. Every, Everyone is happy about this right now. I'm talking long term. Aren't presidents supposed to have policies that are made with the long term in mind? Yeah, right now, happy with, you know, if you just throw money at people, yeah, everyone's going to be happy. But what are the long term consequences? What is the nature of the system we have? And what are the what are the implications as far as how we feed ourselves, the actual basics of how like we produce and distribute things? What are the implications for the system? If we're just going to be throwing money at everything, how do we actually address this more fundamental crisis, which is we have lost any semblance of a connection between the ways we measure the economy, which is through the dollar and which is through money and through finance and the actual underlying substantive economy itself. How do you address that disconnect? How has Biden addressed it? Trump at least tried to do that. Biden done nothing to even acknowledge there's even Sir. a difference between the two. We do, this Sir. might be a good opportunity. This might be a good opportunity to talk about whether You're or not Biden is uniting so. or dividing or perhaps neither. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle. This country, when it comes to social justice, as well as relationships with Republicans in particular or MAGA people more particularly. Yeah, well, like we wouldn't have a democracy if the MAGA Republicans had their way. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, wait a minute. Actually, I want to press you. I want to press you on that. Why is it that you think the Democrats and Biden represent something more democratic than the MAGA Republicans? Because the MAGA Republicans tried to overturn an election because they didn't like the results. They stormed the Capitol hold to on, try to overturn an election. You have the burden. You have the burden of censorship that we can't even discuss the details of what actually happened uh, back then. But for, for hypothetically speaking. You're saying they tried to overturn it. Did they actually use the military to do that? Did they use the police? Did they did they actually threaten democracy in any substantive way yeah. as far as expecting the result? It was their intention. Their chant was stop the steal. That's what they wanted to do. Okay. So you they, have they were they were they yelling about hanging Mike Pence. They erected gallows. The hypocrisy is baffling. This is a baffling hypocrisy. So all the fucking rioting and civil unrest after Trump was elected fair and square means nothing. But because there was a fucking protest after Biden was elected at Capitol Hill, that suddenly means that MAGA Republicans... This is baffling. What about all the Russiagators? What about all the Russiagators who wanted to overturn the 2016 election and impeach Trump because they said that Russia is the reason he got elected and and they they hacked the voting machines? They kept talking about how they hacked the computers and they hacked the fucking voting machines. It's an incredible level of hypocrisy. All right, let's give Lonerbox Maddie chance. How long did it take Hillary to concede after she lost to Trump? Okay, what does it matter? Trump conceded. Trump took a month to concede, as opposed to a day. And what what does did it Hillary, matter? Wait, wait, did Hillary try to go to a capital? How long did the Russia Gate? How long did the Russia Gate nonsense go on for? What was Russia Gate about? What were the indictments that came out of Russia Gate? Um, you don't think the conclusions of Russia Gate was that the Russians influenced the election, therefore the election 
is illegitimate and that, that Trump has it, to be impeached. It doesn't make an election illegitimate if foreign powers are trying to uh, sway voters. That's not the same. Okay, well, even, even if Trump took a Wait, month to concede. Russia can make any allegations of ballot rigging? Okay, so why does it matter if Trump takes yeah, a month? To, we're talking about. It's fine. You're just going to. Why go does on. why does Trump take? Why does it matter if Trump takes a month to concede? Because he what? Do you not? Do you really not know like why that loner, would be problematic? Loner, 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 loner. Oh no, Absolutely. I don't think there's been. Has there been a president in history that's taken that long to concede? No. Hold on, hold on. Hey, 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 whale dust. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to loner. Loner, answer the question. All right, fish because food. It's suggesting that you don't believe Let's that people civil. Power Go ahead, loner. Can I have an animal name? No, no, no. I, I want to directly grill him on this. On the capital. Swan, what did you said because. It threatens the legitimacy of democracy, right? Yeah, because when you have a democracy yeah. and there's an election and you it, lose, it threatens the veneer. It threatens the veneer that the elections are fair and square, right? The veneer, no. So what, why does it matter itself. for Trump not to concede in one month? Okay, so you, so you so do you think elections don't matter? I'm asking you why it matters. Elections don't matter. Why? No, no, I didn't say that. Why does Trump have to concede? Thank uh, God you don't work in why politics. Does it takes a month for him to concede. Why would, do you don't think it matters? If you're if you're telling me it doesn't matter, why can't you take a year to concede? Can you please answer the question? Why does it matter if it takes him a month to concede? Because that's not how you do democracy. If you lose, you're supposed to concede. Why not? Okay. Because it inhibits so the not? peaceful transition of power and it sows death. No, I'm answering your question. Don't you want to answer? Loner, loner. Do you want me to so talk lo- about my bomb? Defer to Maddie? Loner, do you defer to Maddie? No, you don't have to, loner. I'm, it's. I'm a bit of a I just. I just wasn't so sure Maddie because Haas seems ahead, very worked. When does Whale Dust get to get in? So, Go so Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. Okay, whoever <laughs> wants to stand in and explain why I was it saying because it erodes the trust in election integrity right, and because right, it inhibits. Right. So you. Hush, I'm not done yet. I'm answering your question. I'm not done answering your question. I'm not done answering your question. I the fucking FBI investigation did that. I'm not done answering your question. Sorry, Haas, but just like I'm not done answering your question. Go ahead, Daddy. Answer. Yeah. So. Uh, part of it would be it erodes trust. Also, it inhibits and delays the peaceful transition of power. And the idea behind the peaceful transition of power has been a cornerstone of our democracy since the beginning of our union. In fact, that's like something that we hold, uh, that we treasure as part of, you know, how our system of government works, um, because it shows that there's trust in the electorate and that the electorate dictates uh, or is is only the electorate are able to issue a mandate for um, the next sort of ruling party to come in. When you delay that, um, it erodes that institution. It erodes public trust in that transition of power um, and it sows discontent. And we saw that with Trump basically only delaying so that he could lob these like uh, frivolous lawsuits that were all thrown out almost instantly. But I mean, it was clearly a move to like try to uh, supersede the democratic will of the people. And like, it's really obvious and it's cute that you think that, um, it was just like him taking his time and it's like, well, he just turned in his, um, he just turned in the paper late. I turned in lots of late papers. It was fine. You just ask for an extension. Pause. And you're trying to say, <laughs> I'm a, I guess what I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're trying to basically say it's kind of bullshit, right? Where it's like, well, I kind of, I kind of respond. I kind of want to respond to her. So yeah. out of that whole, out of that whole, um, 
what do you call it? Out of that whole spiel, right? Where you're uh, you're you're wasting time. There's two points you have, right? The first point is that it undermines trust in the institutions, which Russia date Russia Gate did way more severely than Trump waiting a month. The second thing you said is that it undermines the peaceful transition to power. But you didn't actually justify why that is. Did Trump use the military? Did Trump use the police? Did Trump actually use the organs of armed state power and the actual violence uh, that's the basis of state power? Did he actually tap into the basis of didn't state Trump power? Did Trump refuse to send the National Guard? He sure did. Yeah. And um, a lot of his yeah. advisors well, well, quit on, because on, he was proposing hold on. exactly hold that. On, hold on. So... So. Did did was the National Guard sent to quell the riots after Trump was elected in 2016? Well, well, no, Trump, the, the rioting after Trump was about? the rioting that happened after Trump was elected didn't, didn't take place at the Capitol building and they weren't chanting for the vice president to be hung. They hadn't so, erected okay, a gallows. Okay, so, yeah, they were just they were just trying to kill the president elect. They weren't. They were not. They were not. They didn't erect gallows. They didn't bring zip ties. <laughs> so like, hold on, hold on. like okay, yeah. Hold on. I, 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 they didn't disrupt I was, an actual uh, an actual. Wait, like, are we talking about January sixth? Right. You're a liar. I was a radical leftist at that time. Radical oh, leftists were. I must have not gotten my uh, card in the mail. Radical, <laughs> radical leftists were 100% calling for violence against the government, against Trump. Have you done any labor? Did they interrupt the democratic process? <laughs> in the same way. Did that they the go Capitol into the Capitol building did. and interrupt what they were doing when they were counting the votes? Are oh, no, they, they counting just, the votes on January 6th? Let the peaceful transition happen. It's crazy. Wait, what? You, wait, are we talking about January 6th when they counted all the immaterial. votes? Is that what you think happened? Oh, you mean when they Was had it? to go back after, like after they were evacuated? Because no, no, people do you were think they counted the votes pen? on January 6th? Or no, like, no, but that was where they turned in. It's part of the certification thing. Yeah, we Listen, I think it's all Let's really, argue semantics. I think please. it's really important for everybody to tell us where were you on January 6th when our republic nearly fell? I was in a car dealership. I was looking to buy a car and the guy tried to tell me at the dealership that the car that had frame damage actually wasn't a serious issue. You just get that from parallel parking. Then I looked up on the TV and I saw our republic get frame damage. Our democracy and all the democracies in the world almost fell because oh, of so the you fact say it's no that we're deal. getting brain damage no because, because the 457th most violent you... riot in the last six months occurred. It's Where no were big you guys? Deal, guys. Sean, Sean, it's Sean, no big deal. Sean, remember? Do you remember? I'm so sorry for misspeaking, by the way. Do you remember when Trump was our you know, president? And it was just a good old-fashioned mess around. Right, remember when protesters literally tried to storm the White House? And Trump I do remember that. Yeah. That was the White House. That was actually the city. That was actually where the Pause. president. Have you been to a protest? Lived. Yeah, it happened that for was, like a week. That was, that was a danger to our democracy. That was a destruction of our democracy. When those protesters made Trump go into a bunker trying to storm Washington, D.C. and storm the White House during the 2020 riots. Oh, my God. Oh, God, it's our democracy is under threat. See, it's the media's escalatory rhetoric. It's the Democratic Party and Joe Biden's escalatory rhetoric. Where they're making a mountain out of a fucking molehill, calling them insurrectionists, uh, talking about civil war. They're they the went ones in there with zip ties, my dude. They're the ones they who are doing They erected a gallows out front. How many, how many times, you, how many times have I seen Occupy do gallows with these fake gallows? What, what are Antifa, Antifa anarchists call for beheadings? Oh. They call for guillotine. 
Do they? You don't know anything about the radical left. All those people protesting. Radical left. Okay, Haas, I have a question. I have a question. Haas, have you done any union organizing or like labor organizing whatsoever? Okay, like that is the most. Oh, okay. Okay. So radical left is just a cute t shirt you wear. Got it. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about the radical. Why don't you left- move to? Why don't you move to Russia? I'm talking about the radical leftists who were at the vanguard of the protests against Trump. People that I knew personally, so I knew what these people were doing because I myself was a radical leftist. So this so is yes, all based on run- anecdotal information. This is all okay, anecdotal. You are going to sit here and deny that these radical leftists and anarchist types and all these kinds of people, the ones that were, you know personally, in many circumstances were leading the protests against Trump. If you're going to sit here and deny that they were calling for revolution and calling for overthrowing the state and killing Trump and all that kind of you shit. You think anytime anyone yells revolution, we should take them seriously? No wait, one takes are, you seriously wait, when are you, you yell it. Wait, you're saying they had gallows, like a fake gallow? How many times have I seen uh, that? It was not fake, protests? girl. was not fake. Oh, they, ha- <laughs> they were really... Okay. They erected a. I you, think. I think you were there, you right? Just just saying, wait a minute, guys. People, I don't care like, about these sim. I don't care about these things outside, right? What I care about is that people were in the Capitol. They were interrupting the democratic process of them certifying those votes. They were. Um, they. They were. Um, they had to leave. The, the people in the building had to leave and come back at a later time. Um, they were going through that building, chanting to hang Mike Pence. I don't care what's happening outside. I think that that was very clearly disrupting. People were in there with zip ties. People have now admitted that yeah. in their like sworn affidavits. And they, they've already and, been you know, found they, guilty. They, like they are saying that's what they did. And they confiscated uh they confiscated weapons too, I believe. Yeah. What they weapons? Did. No, wait, wait, wait. You can you can try to like Many. it's not about it's not about the level of violence, okay? It's about the fact that they were trying to subvert an election. They were trying to overturn an election to keep the And you're saying they were doing that in that the leftist protesters weren't in twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah, because what, the leftist what, protesters yeah. weren't yeah, trying to prevent certification. Yeah, what, what and, you know, I would I would say okay. that if there are leftist protesters, you know, setting up like actual like guillotines, I don't like that either. Like, I, I'm that's a little scary, okay, yeah, my dude. They're, they're, they're not they're um, vetting, but they're just shutting down cities because the person they, that, that got elected was someone they didn't like. Right. Okay, see, the difference is about, talk about BLM. Yes, they were, listen, wait, should, listen to Loner Box. Well, well, this would be a riots. It was January Sean in a while. Trump inaugurated. Remember the protests in Washington, D.C.? Uh, well, I promise we'll come back to you. I want to hear from Sean and then Loner Box, and then we'll come right back to you, Infrared. Look, at least they were protesting at the right place. They wanted to stop the certification because they didn't believe that the election results or the election laws that were changed, possibly due to COVID, were fair. So they protested the certification and they delayed it. Protests are supposed to make people uncomfortable, as said by the greatest congresswoman ever, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Everybody who committed violence, everybody who attacked cops, everybody who was like threatening people, the people that were armed to the teeth with semi-automatic or fully automatic zip ties should be arrested. They should be sentenced for their crimes and all that. But to pretend that this wasn't, again, like the 493rd most violent riot in the last like six months of that exact period of time is a little bit disingenuous. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And so, then meanwhile, it's not about the result. Uh, we had well, we'll just hear oh, from yes, Box really quick and perhaps we'll come right back to you. Okay. Answer. Like personally, it's not about the level of violence. Okay. And the fact that you keep on deflecting to that is because you don't have an, you don't have an analog for 
people breaking into the Capitol building to try and stop the results of an election. You don't have that. You don't have that have one-to-one, which is why you keep on trying to talk about Oh, that. yeah, we just have them shutting That's down entire analogous. schemes. Has, to you just, like, gave your whole spiel, please. Like, has you were even talking about, like, Russiagate undermining institutions in the same way that January 6th did. What institution did Russiagate undermine trust in? Russiagate was The institution of American democracy that we don't trust how the elections are conducted anymore because we're paranoid no, about they, foreign actors intervening in that. This, was this McCarthy red scare. Was Russiagate about voting counts and ballots, or are you just like trying to yeah, draw hacked computers? Well? Is what they said. They hacked computers. That was not no. The way I had, the way hacked. it had been communicated was that they like basically went in and and hijacked messaging via like social media targeted advertising. No, they said they said the election machines like, were hacked by Russia. Okay, that's like not. Yeah, media, so media, media Rachel <laughs> pumping that fucking story for months. Don't try to gaslight us about so that. We people, are- people, people did commit violence to try to stop Trump from being sworn in on Inauguration Day, which is in the Constitution. It's not some random law like the January 6th certification date. People try to kill Brett Kavanaugh ahead of the Roe versus Wade decision. Somebody oh, actually went God. to his house and a bunch of left wingers were publishing his address online and along with all the other people's addresses. People try to storm the White House during the Black Lives Matter riots. And then the story False and then the equivalent. story after that was, oh, Trump went in a bunker, which is what you do when people try to storm the White House. And then he cleared people out too rough Sean so he could take no a picture problem. in front of a church. But yeah, the inauguration, the inauguration riots when Trump won, I guess they don't count, even though that's our sacred democratic process where the president gets sworn in. That's 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 not that is not that's not the same as certifying votes. That's not for certifying votes. You're a psychologist dream. uh, Certifying votes is so different from like a a. um, Yeah, one's uh, a constitutionally mandated process. That would be the inauguration. Okay, and then the yeah, other no, one but there's is a difference a because they were the 1800s. This was something that was being planned for a long time beforehand, and they were doing it with the explicit purpose to undermine the democratic will of the people. Like the fact that you're trying to draw Wait, false equivalents, you're saying, like, you're like, oh, a few people <laughs> saw where he lived and like yelled outside his house. It's like, all right, oh, Sean. So I don't you, agree with Scott, assassination attempts. I don't agree. I don't agree with assassination attempts. I don't agree with violence on, on, you know, political people. Um, that being said, I still think the severity of people going in and preventing people from certifying votes and making people fear for their lives and have to evacuate and have to come back later is still much more severe than anything we've seen. Do I think that excuses anything from before? No, I obviously not. But I, you know, I still would say that it was wrong. Yeah, they shouldn't okay. have gone in. Anybody who committed violence should be arrested. Saying it's wrong is different from saying that MAGA somehow poses more of a threat to democracy than Biden, especially when you consider that they use January 6th as an excuse to curtail even more of our democratic civil society and our democratic freedoms, such as the new precedent of calling American citizens domestic political terrorists and also the new precedent of ramping up big tech censorship and ramping up our ability you know, to his voice. Speech, he our- talked about mainstream Republicans, and I, and I actually really like that speech because I mm-hmm. remember as somebody who like, grew up in the D.C. area. He's demonizing uh, 
He's demonizing half the country. Wait a minute, wait a minute, democ- wait a minute. I wasn't finished speaking. You have a democracy okay, when you exclude I, like, half. Can, can, can I finish? Hear the rest from Star, and then we'll come out over to you. I think, you know, I think it's really nice that he talked to, he, there's a difference between the, the there's a fringe a group of extremists, right? And there's a difference between the mainstream Republican. And I think that was a really nice thing that he said, because I remember somebody who grows up in the DC area, um, uh, when when we would um, we would meet up people with people of all sorts of different political backgrounds, and we would all go to the same bar and watch the same debate, and we might disagree with each other, but we still all got hammered, and we still all like enjoyed the same thing. Um, so I think is I think it was a really nice speech because he talked about that bipartisanship that there are mainstream Republicans that he works with that there that there are plenty of Republicans, and it is not the majority of Republicans that that um, that are these fringe extremists. He talks about their there are Republicans that he can work with and that work with us. And um, and that's important. We need to restore that again. I miss it. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I miss I when we used to be days, able to do that. Days when there was bipartisan consensus for the slaughter of one million Iraqis and everyone can go to bars and get hammered and have fun. But we're living in the real world right now. And when you're talking about how Biden's talking about mainstream Republicans who are a tiny minority of the uh a Republican electorate. When you're talking about the Lincoln Project fools and these rhinos, we're not talking about Lincoln Project. Routinely mocked and moderate Republicans the are the majority of Republicans. No, they're not. The majority yeah, of Republicans. Are. I work in, I work in electoral politics. Trump and Republican Party are all but right now. All of these rhinos, like Liz Cheney, they're just Democrat tools. They have nothing to do with the Republican electorate. That, as evidenced Pause by the actual. What do you vote Republican? Uh, in 2024, just to spite people like you, I may personally Good. just vote for Trump. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and you know, Sorry, what? I think on. it's great that that Biden uh, extended this all branch. Trump hasn't done that. I don't think he's done that a single time towards the Democratic Party. I don't think he's done that a single time to anybody who's to the left of him. And he's done actually, if anything, he's he's fractured more people within the Republican Party than he's even brought together people in his in his own party. I mean, that's why the infrastructure bill happened. There were like thir- was it thirteen Republicans were brought on? Yeah, that was a bipartisan yeah. effort. They made concessions and they got thirteen Republicans on board. Yeah, the rhinos, Both the infrastructure the rhinos, pro- infrastructure and has, has, and the Inflation Reduction has, Act has, was has, also. Has, yeah, that's but that, and how well that's infrastructure. That's like roads, buses, trains. That's like real physical things. You know, they're made of steel, and you like that shit. <gasps> they make the, the, it's the making things. Bill, Hoss, the you should love it. Bill, it's like the bill was a completely disorganized mess. It was all <laughs> given to these unaccountable <laughs> private contractors. They I just thought threw you love roads. The the infrastructure <laughs> bill was a nothing burger. Don't you like cement? Okay, I'm I don't think the results of anything in the next ten years from that infrastructure. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like Democrats don't have content in their politics. So it's like we know how somebody like Donald Trump's going to navigate. And I think that something that Joe Biden is really serious in trying to like do whatever and like pretend how to govern is actually like demanding Democrats to have content and clarifying the fight for Democrats. I think that like the one thing that you can give credit to Republicans is that you don't need to guess how they're going to navigate in the face of things like the Dobbs decision or in the face of, of CR, CRT in public schools. like They have a clear mission. They have a clear goal. So I think it's totally expected that Republicans are just going to ignore um, portions of the left because they, they understand they don't have a shared fate with each other. So it's like, why would you appeal to people that, that know like, don't have the same shamed goals as you, the same fate? So 
Like, I think there needs to be more of that energy for Democrats, uh, personally. Uh, James, just want to let you know I got 10 more minutes. You better. We're going to jump into the Q&A. I want to say thanks very much for your questions, folks. We're going to cruise through these as fast as we possibly can. Before we do, I want to say all of our guests are linked in the description. What are you waiting for? If you want to learn more about their views, you certainly can. You've already gotten kind of a sample of their positions. Now, go ahead and click those links, and that includes if you're listening via the podcast, we put our guest links in the description box there, too. So, this one coming in from, do appreciate your question. The Legend Riv says, you can't have job numbers increase as unemployment increases. Speak to economists that warned and predicted the economic crisis like Peter Schiff. Any thoughts? Unem- unemployment. I prefer, I prefer um, economists like Joseph Stiegler and um, Paul Krugman, um, who tend to take a more macro, like a larger macroeconomic look and that kind of like um, post Keynesian, like modern approach. I don't know. They and they it all kind of like their modeling of the what we've been doing to sort of balance the economy coming out of COVID. It makes sense. And like they've been predicting for a long time that it was going to see a brief rise in inflation. But that happens when you see a gigantic dip um, overall economically. So you got it. The legend says the etymology of inflation means an expansion, usually currency expansion. Weimar, Zimbabwe, Argentina, Liberia, fractional reserve banking is the cause. Any disagreements? Otherwise, we'll go to the next one. I mean, is that the idea that we just can't do any stimulus ever? No, it depends on where you put your (laughs) stimulus. Like you can put your stimulus into production that increases the supply of a good that reduces its price. Like it's not it's not just every time the government starts spending more money, you get like an inflation crisis. Fractional reserve banking is... Hmm? Haas, are you asking because you don't know? This one no, coming because in. Fractional reserve banking is not just stimulus. Just so it, it's not stimulus. I don't know why you think they're the same. Oh, we've had fractional reserve banking for what? How long now? Yeah, it's when the banks don't only have to keep so much in their deposits and they can like spend more than and they can loan out more. Yeah. Than so that. why did you it's say one that, of the levers that the Fed has? That mean we can't, you could have stimulus if you had like a national bank or something. Why are you saying that fra- uh, that means you can't have any stimulus? This that was the before that they were talking about inflation and talking about Weimar and Zimbabwe and shit. It's always that same like yeah, but they're saying yeah, but that, the was, that was monetary policy. Banking. Yeah, the fractional reserve banking is a completely different thing than that than just um, the, uh, stimulus. We don't have time to explain okay, this to Haas. Let's move on. This one coming in from. Do appreciate your question, Cameron Hall. Great, I appreciate it. This came up on Twitter. I saw it trending. Thoughts on Biden's gun control plans for the future? Anybody? Joe Biden's got to stop restricting guns and citizens. Sorry. sorry. Go for it. Fuck Joe Biden and his gun control. It's part of of the long march against our democracy, him trying to undermine our democracy. Gotcha, Joe. No, Um, fuck Joe Biden and his his gun control legislation. Like, listen, like, there's problems with guns and we can recognize that, but you're going to, you're going to run out of guns to restrict and, and people who look like me are still going to blast each other. So you're going to actually actually like look at the conditions that people are under instead of just thinking you can ban AK-47 your way through it. Maddie? I think overall it's positive um, with some gun control. I think there's a lot of evidence to suggest that it could prevent um, a lot of tragedies and mass shootings. But I think Joe is correct in saying that like expecting this to be something that solves the complete problem without addressing the underlying 
uh, reasons why people turn to violence um, is we're still going to see um, a prevalence of violence. But I think it's a good start. Like, didn't that didn't that didn't that nigga from uh, Japan get blasted by some like fallout shit? He like, made he made a gun. <laughs> people yeah. will make the means <laughs> if they need to commit violence on others. That so. was that was a DIY <laughs> gun. And you know what? More power to we love a crafty assassin. Anybody else? I think the tweet I saw said taking away assault rifles. What do I maybe I'm wrong. Does anybody know what that refers to? Um, I mean, it's a vaguely defined set of fe- uh, defined set of features that make up assault rifles where guns that are functionally the same that may be missing a pistol grip or a type of scope or whatever are legal. But if they have those, then they become illegal. I haven't seen his the specifics of his policy. I'm sure I would dislike it, but, you know, I can't really comment until I look it over. Yeah, man, I'm from Jersey. We are a silo when it comes to gun control and niggas still get blasted every day. So we're going to have to start approaching this a different way. But, you know, hey, Biden wants to do that to appease his soccer mom liberals in Boston, drinking their five Starbucks a day, then have at it. I guess that's his base. You in Boston, it. Um, it would be Dunkin' Donuts. But anyways. Oh, that's true. They, they call it the D, right? Or some shit. I don't know. In D.C., it's alcohol. This one from the legend. And in San Francisco, it's kombucha. The legend Riv says the Inflation Reduction Act is inflation itself. The student loan forgiveness will cause more dollars chasing fewer goods in the market. I think we need to look at the um, broad results of these policies, right? I I am willing to um, give you guys sure, um, like the uh, um, the. ACR, I believe, uh, is that what I called it? The ACR, um, uh, you know, obviously contributed in some ways to inflation, sure. But I think the benefits that we get out of it are are something I'm willing to have that trade off for. Same thing with the student loans. Um, I think that cap on this on uh, the income that people make um, with how much they, they have to pay back. I think that's excellent. And even the Inflation Reduction Act, that like. Dude, I'm going to coom at the Inflation Reduction Act, okay? I think that one's so awesome. Um, I think that uh, they put in investments for climate and they put investments for health in there. Also, have we mentioned that Biden has invested more into crime prevention than any president in history? Based. Based as fuck. Yeah, I mean, for the student loans, we went over it. All this is going to do is incentivize more borrowing, faster increases in tuition. So if you are eligible for the money, take it. Don't pay back more money to the federal government on principle. Take it if they're giving it out. They're robbing you anyway if you don't. But don't expect this to do anything because nothing has changed in the system. It's just another corrupt incentive in the system in terms of the cost of college going up going forward. It's going to go up faster now and people are going to be less responsible. You know what? Pell Grant recipients, they're going to be um, getting that 20K in forgiveness. And that's going to be great for them because they really need that. If you want to be poor. I yeah, mean, but, they'll, but it's still an improvement. But in like something. a little bit less. I mean, I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm sure that's what they're all also, saying. Twenty k, like now nah, we'll still be poor. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, right. we'll still be poor. I don't really need that twenty k in forgiveness. Well, like, oh, take is, a raise. Gotta, like, like yeah, like we can we again. Can their pa- their parents didn't make money when they went into college. That doesn't mean they're broke now. And I don't, so, I don't and, understand. And you don't think that you don't think that 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 generational, generational uh, wealth. Uh, yeah. yeah wealth carries over. We we know it does. 
that, that this is something that is that is going to affect people who who maybe didn't have the same starting point as others. And I think okay, that's so excellent. If, if you made smart choices and you went to cheaper in-state schools and you commuted and you got Pell Grants, oh, you're you like think better that you off think than it's people. Like if you were no, not again. Even Sean, Joe pushed back Sean, on this one. No, you're likely better. State, dog. But Jer- I did look up Jersey 2010 Sean. tuition. It's not that bad. Like You can still- look up the tuition right now, my dude, of our state schools. They're well, I looked up 2010 because that's when you said you went. It's 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 definitely pricier compared to the national average, but it's still not that bad. It's still the best option. Look, I niggas are, niggas are getting Toyota educations, and we're out here paying for tests. Like I hate to do this, we just we do have so many questions though. The legend Riv says, "Follow a basket of goods used in the 1980s and today." Real inflation is above the currently used CPI or consumer price it? index. Price index. Thank you very much. And then mm-hmm. said. The Boskin Commission rejiggered the consumer price index. What the fuck does rejiggered mean? How much did he pay for that? I want to know. I think there's is a thing. slur. <laughs> it is it is a word, but it's I, I, it's on what the. What does it mean? I'm very uncomfortable. It means like recombobulated, like re reorganized. They changed. Nobody the repeat that word. Nobody repeat it. I don't want to hear it again. It's just like Maybe not a good word. It's because there's yeah. a problem with it's like a dirt, it's a garbage word. word. I've like, never been so uncomfortable in my life. We can recognize that the we change word. a consonant of that word. It gets a little weird, but I've never. It, no, it gets word. very weird. It gets very weird, very strange. <laughs> and let's never go there again. Nobody it's repeat just that a word. Garbage oh my gosh, that word is trash. Follow a basket of goods used in the 80s and today. Real inflation is above the currently used CPI numbers. The Boskin Commission. Reorganized. Listen. Shut Why are you up. repeating it? Why are you repeating the Tampered word? Tampered <laughs> with the CPI. L- listen, like the CPI, it, it has always been questionable, but part of the reason it's questionable is because it's often very inflationary and it doesn't take into account the changes in products over time. If you say a TV costs like the same amount that it costs in 1980, therefore there's no inflation, that actually could be indicative of of a increase in value because TVs are so improved over time that it's almost a completely Sean, different product. No, but they, that- they take that I'm into tired consideration of hearing you speak, they- Sean. I would <laughs> like you to switch out with the skeleton in the background. Oh, yeah. What does he have to say? He's dead. The famous Ooh. skeleton. This one coming up from the legend ribs. I didn't labor- mean it. I was joking. I'm sorry. Labor force partisee is the percentage of the civilian non-institutional population 16 years and older that is working or actively looking for work oh i think they meant okay labor force participation is the percentage of the civilian non-institutional population 16 and older that's working or actively looking for work correct then lfp doesn't measure unemployed people who are underemployed marginally attached to the workforce and have given up looking for work, getting jobs. Yeah. Oh, it's a major problem. It's a major problem, especially when in like economic terms that you we don't have like a basic unit to capture all of that. Because then how do you measure the strength and health of an economy if you're not seeing the full picture? This one coming in from, do appreciate your question as well, says we have a 5% savings rate. U6 numbers today matching the 70s. 11 week straight declines in markets. Biden and Congress will get blamed for this. I mean, they're going to get blamed any, for anything anyway. So This one from the Legend Riv says, in response to Ukraine, CBS and Amnesty confirmed Ukraine is not tracking the weapons given by NATO, aka the US. Ukraine is also used for sex trafficking. 
So is the United States. I mean, do you know? Do you know how many? Do you know? Have you seen the women in Ukraine? I mean, come on, like you know. That's really gross and yikes, um, and also big yikes. Okay. This one from the Legend Riv says, "Watch Bernie to the woodshed made by Ryan Dawson." He explains how colleges borrow money cheap and lend it at a higher premium. Department of Education and college benefit from such low interest rates. Fans of Ryan Dawson? All right, this one from Legend Ribs says, go to the 17-14 minute mark on the Economist Peter Schiff's podcast to understand the student loan crisis materializing. You need to understand this, folks. I invested a lot of money for you to expand your economic understanding in these super chats. I hope you read them all. <laughs> Take them James, why, why are people giving us homework? Okay, I think we're going to have to, like, listen, they, they want to pay for my college again to go back to school. I'll gladly do the homework. This okay. one from Noah's Ark, Kansas, says, is it private or public debt? Who paid the initial loan origination? Who is going to repay that loan? Is bad debt an additional loss for taxpayers? Are the recipients at least vaxxed? Uh, when you, uh, I know the federal government actually does make money off of the student loan program, so I'm assuming it's a dip in the revenue going to the federal government. Um, yeah, I mean, no one really asks these questions when we do blanket forgiveness on like PPP loans it's also um, not to mention sorry sorry uh, it's also not okay. to mention the fact that like if this is these are loans that maybe people weren't going to pay back for a long time but now it's in their pockets and they can spend it in their local economies it's not like the government's just like sapped it completely like it's just the, yeah. the P- like the they P- could P- also get they could re- sorry they could recoup a lot of that those funds by thinking about well a larger percentage of people's income is now being put back into the economy via consumption and that accrues you know whether it's sales tax whether it's whatever whatever else um, so in a way that, that, that calculus goes into play when they're determining how it's going to pay for itself is because it then generates, um, a lot more in terms of consumption and gen, uh, economic output. The, the PPP loan is uh, the most horrible comparison I've ever heard in my entire life. The government shut down the economy. So they basically gun to these businesses had shut them down and then offered them with the terms that if they followed the rules, then the loan would be forgiven at the point of origin. So all the right. government's doing in that case is following the terms as written. And again, they screwed over the businesses to put them in that position in the first place. Yeah, all As those for student poor, loans, the terms were senators. you were to pay them back. The people who borrowed and went to college are better off than the people who didn't. So you're mm. changing the terms after the fact for people on student loans. And you're comparing it to the PPP because people are like, but businesses versus students. It's like, no, they're completely different programs and they were given out under different circumstances. When you view it from uh, a standpoint of what is going to benefit the economy overall in terms of economic output, in terms of new businesses started, in terms of just overall general well-being, they have a lot of similar intents. And that's why the comparison is drawn, because we're looking at if you want to look at, oh, well, they as long as they play by the rules, they give it, get it forgiven. Well, the same could be said for people that took out student loans saying, well, if you play by the rules, if you go to school and do this, then you'll get a good job. And if you get the good job, then you can pay back your loans. But we know that that hasn't been the case, even for people who are in the supposedly more lucrative careers, is that 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 promise very much was not delivered on. So in a way, I like how Joe had um, kind of drawn a comparison to it being like a class action um, lawsuit sort of saying, yeah, you know what? We promised one thing. We done fucked up. 
like we need to show some restitution for that. Um, so no, I think it's actually really the, great. The, you're saying comparison. the borrowers, the borrowers didn't live up to their terms just because as a borrower, you had these fanciful notions about what your career would be able to produce fanciful in terms of notions, income sure. doesn't mean that the loan provider is responsible for that. You should look into this before you borrow money. We can yeah, recognize people- that we can recognize that Democrats lied to young adults and saying that, like, the way you reach financial prosperity is to get a house and the way to reach the, the financial mm-hmm. prosperity to get a house is to get an education. We can recognize that Democrats lied to people on that. And maybe just maybe we should try to do something to make sure that, like, we rec- like the government recognizes that level of fraud. And like, it's I, I don't know, man. Yeah, Good that's form. what I was. Coming in from the legend, Riv says, don't read one economic philosophy side of Marx and Keynes. Am I pronouncing it right? Says, Yeah, Keynes. Thank you. Read also the Chicago School and the Austrian School, then see which one reflects humanity. And they said, I'd love to come on for a discussion. Legend Rivs, we'd be happy to have you. So th- thank you very much. Email me at moderndaydebate at gmail.com. Noah's Arkansas says, I parentheses she her got two master's degrees in feminist emotional intelligence rhetoric aren't you ignorant for thinking my debt shouldn't be paid by other people through forced additional tax allocation i'm saying that whatever wow, that whatever was that, so funny whatever that fancy degree that individual said that's, it's like, look, degree. <laughs> that's my degree because <laughs> <laughs> like, like, i'm a woman listen so. listen like all those people with so. their fancy gender the, the studies joke degree. was about the gender studies degree not about women yeah all those people with it? their all those people no no, no it's a joke studies. about no, being a woman because that's what haas said so. all of those fancy people with I, those gender studies degrees yeah. we should probably recognize that hey you know they can't in participate economics. in the, they can't participate in the market the same way so we got to figure something out whether it be through job guarantees within the program yeah. or, or something also, like, yeah, I also like just look into I, what the career pays before you borrow money for it. If it doesn't make sense, don't do it. It doesn't make sense for any degree, my guy. Like, it really doesn't. <laughs> if you borrow, Wait, if, if your total to debt is less than your salary, you're in a good position to pay off your student loan. Is your is your total debt less than your salary, my dude? Yeah, it was significantly less than my salary. Was or is? Was or is? Well, was I paid is. it off. So, but how about when uh, you first but, but graduated? But I only, but I only borrowed two grand because I was somehow I capable of okay. making my own decisions, assessing <laughs> risk. Maybe you should have been good at sports, like I was. I, I went, how I, was I went to, to school for, I went to school for free because I was good at sports. Maybe you should try harder. Sounds okay, like you so just weren't trying hard enough. I don't need your congratulations. That was that like a point. I just want to say I'm good at Loader stuff and I'm better than you. You're good at sports. I mean, most of the reason that sports exists in on the college level are you really is because of Title Nine. Like if you really want to make that because they, it's because they make money. Sean, you have to counterbalance the football. It's because we teams. make I mean, money. If you want to, if you want to really get into it, it's because we make the money. It's because we're profitable. You should love it. It's because some sports teams are profitable and some are required by federal law. Don't you love anything? Don't you love money? Hold on, let's hear from Motorbox. Don't you love money? I mean, I just wonder how much of a systemic issue this is. It's still the case in the United States that if you have a four-year degree, you'll earn more than someone who doesn't. So I just wonder, like, how many of these degrees are going to be, like, these dead-end, like, uh, don't-pay-back fucking ballet degrees. It, it's no, it's like, like true. It's just they're not. Like, it's, it's like, like not. Honor, honor, we can recognize that, like, if you, you – know? sorry, sorry to cut you off there, but like, we can recognize that, like, there's a lot of people who get degrees in gender studies and don't even use that degree for shit, whether it be for English, art, history, and what have you. And my, and my argument is that we got to make sure that 
there are jobs available for these people who get these degrees. And if there's not a job available for these degrees, then we got to put that punishment on the school. They shouldn't be having degrees that just essentially lie to students to say, hey, if you go into this degree program and you do this program, there's going to be a job for you. That should be a guarantee from the school. And if they can't guarantee from that, then I think the loan should be forgiven for the, to the student. The school has to guarantee the job? That's absurd. That's that's only if you think... Whenever you get into the fucking gender studies argument, it's like, okay, how do you action this like to not be an issue? Also, I know people who are gender gender studies majors that ended up like getting really good. Like, I don't know, maybe if like overall you're like, oh yeah, it's not applicable, but the like, just because you specialize in a specific area, you're building skill sets beyond that discipline. I think I think anything I think anything that can anything that can push about gender what what do you even need to look what is we don't have time to explain the whole thing to you right now so if we could just move on listen I think that like any degree that puts you in a better position than your parents is a dream oh my god this dude's never had this dude has no female interaction if he thinks you're flirting Nikki Unwarranted sexual attention from the. I got married. Sorry. This one, she just got married. It was close though. It read. Nikki says, "Thanks for your super sticker." And Chris Morlock says, "Star Snake." Oh, a new one. Says Star Snake, Loner, Maddie, and Sean represent the source of all of our problems. Politics that support the establishment. Joe L restores my faith in American pragmatism. If Haas and Joe could work together, we have a chance. Black power. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the tribe, my brother. How's it feel? Yeah, I I see that chain, Haas. Whale snake. Whale snake. Whale snake. Can I actually see your chain? Like, Maddie's chat wants it. Come on. Chat chat wants it. Chat wants whale snake. Whale snake. Me and Joe will never end up like cuckolds like Maddie's husband. Never. (laughs) Next up, this one. How dare you? Noah's Ark, Kansas. Well, that's, that's because Haas is never going to get laid, so. so you can be my cuckold, Haas. Great example of female female communication. I don't understand what they mean. Uh, this one from the Legend Riv says, check out Corn Pop's Revenge on Rumble to see if Biden is winning. Best documentary on Biden contributing to the division we see today. America. How did these seem What's like promotions rumble? of like things that we need to go see? <laughs> it's the same <laughs> guy. America it says America will have major recessions. Who will win? I meant secession. Namely, I think they're saying that. Is it true that California or Texas are going to break off and go on their own? Is that what they mean? Texas has it written into their constitution, actually, that if like they have a certain vote, they can technically split off, or they can split into five different states. So, all right, I'll I'll knows? accept. I'll accept Trey. I'll accept. Um, how about this? I'll accept Texas leaving. If they take Staten Island with them, mm, I'll be fair. totally down for that. This will a, few, a few states have secession in their constitution. It's not going to happen. I mean, we, there was a whole war about this. I, I, for, I forgot what it's called. I think. I think. Um, Listen, I'm saying leave. I'm saying if they want to leave, right. leave. You'll you'll learn the power of the United States government the hard way. Oh, it's called, take, it was called the <laughs> Vietnam War. Obviously. Can they take Florida, please? This is a problem. Noah's our Kansas please. says DC mayor. Bowser refused NG troops in letter to Honorable Rosen McCarthy Miller in letter dated January 5th, 2001. Read the letter. Uh, Trump did that. Fake, fake news. Trump did it. 2001. That was like 50 years ago. Did I I say that? Sorry. 2021. That was my mistake. (laughs) 
They said 2021. Is it true? Yeah. Is this? I think, Bowser, I think Bowser was like partly to blame for it, but I guess it doesn't take the big blame away from the guy who kept saying the election was fake and didn't do anything when people broke it. Really? Castle, yeah, yeah. I just need Flailing. to say real quick: there is a there is a like wave of people shouting "whale snake" into the chat box in MDD, and I will not let people ignore the, what the people are saying. The people have been chanting "whale snake, whale snake," and James, I gotta push mm. back on you. You may be wanting to to suppress the whale snake, the power of the whale snake, but you can't do it. You're the Is it only a whale snake just in an eel? Doing that. No, one, no, I'm not. There are plenty of other people in That's there doing I it. Would do. this Isn't it in... an eel like a no, whale like... snake, like a moray eel? You know what? Continue. This one from Aloysia says, you can't have a valid vote under duress. This is nonsense. What? This one from Cade McDermott. I am genuinely beyond happy to hear Sean say that live. American frame damage. Yes, frame damage is very serious. This one from Noah's Ark Kansas strikes again. Says, who is Ray Ups? How many glow boys were at the Capitol the day before and the day of? Who planted the quote-unquote pipe bombs? Infrared, do you know something about this? The uh, the way the FBI was instigating that whole thing, the way the FBI is being politicized right now, and it's clear it serves the Democrats' agenda. We didn't even get into the fucking glowy shit surrounding the J6. The FBI director was appointed by Trump. Christopher Ray was um, there, there's by Trump. There's it, nothing it, suspicious about Ray Epps but at continue. all. Like, you know, him calling for violence on video twice, day before and day of, and not facing charges. Not suspicious. Like, don't worry about it. No yeah, big deal. It happens to increase the and, government's power against American citizens, labeling them domestic terrorists. Oh, totally not glowing. Totally not an op. Move to Russia, please. But in all seriousness, I think that Ray Epps is probably like an informant, like we saw involved in the Whitmer plot. Which, you know, you could say you think is legitimate, like they thought they were going to do violence, so they wanted people on the inside to testify. Or you could say that they were instigating it. I'll leave that up to you guys. This one from, thanks very much for your question. Ms. Miruzzi says, why does Sean think that fiduciary duties only apply to shareholders when they can be applied to lawyers, doctors, accountants, and numerous other relationships? Sure, they could. Like, yeah, you're... uh like if you if you see a finance guy that's advising advising you on certain investments he may or may not have a fiduciary responsibility so i'm it's just usually it's it's in a different context than the customer like in in my my opinion but whatever it's fine i feel like that's the case in the uk as well like the reason that we can't just push fees up like indefinitely in the uk is because like the first of all the government caps the amount that you can uh loan to each student and also just that yeah there are certain like limits placed by i guess in america would be on a state level you'd have to do that but yeah that there's like a certain basically so that a university isn't just like a like a money chugging machine well the the states the states and their state schools and city schools and all that like they'll probably have similar restrictions that to what you're talking about where the increases are decided by a board or by the state legislature or the city council, depending on who's running this particular institution. But there's a bunch of private institutions and, you know, they can raise their uh, they can raise their tuition or whatever. And a lot of people go to private institutions and there's a lot of prestigious ones that people want to go to. Well, apparently state, 
apparently states don't have have it either though I, someone's like uh, i don't know not unilaterally much. okay it varies from like institution mm -hmm. like for community colleges it's the state board of ed um yeah. my my school had a board of trustees and they determined tuition the whole thing yeah. And, and then there's also a bit more complication because the schools are largely funded by the state, but they also receive some federal funding depending on programs and other things. So it's a bit more convoluted. This one from Alyosha says, would the January 6th people have gotten away with it if they had just set St. John's on fire again? Uh, no, they believe the wrong political thing. So if they would have attacked the same church, then it would have been considered a national incident. I mean, there's a reason that that Biden was able to run on Charlottesville while there were Black Lives Matter riots happening every single day. Any thoughts? Anybody? Just, which yeah. one of those protests were they screaming to gas the K-words? Oh, yeah. Which one was the out of BLM oh, no. in Charlottesville? Which one were they chanting? Which one were they chanting? The Jews will not replace us. Which one was that? What did what did Trump? They were chanting the Jews will not replace us. Which one was that again? That's all fucking glowy shit that the fucking government puts into this. The only glowy here is Haas. Okay. Yeah, you glow as shit, girl. This one from Plumbing Double Five says Sean killing the one versus four concerning student debt so hard he's almost convincing me to turn down the 10k I'm going to get. Don't <laughs> turn it down. Take the money. You're paying Listen. the federal loans to the government. Just take it. Like if there's don't anything worry about that, it. I, I firmly disagree. If there's anything that Andrew Tate told me and taught me through watching his content <laughs> is that the grind never stops. I think that they have to add the things that I owe to put it back on. The grind never stops. I hope that. He decides to do even a higher amount. Add more. I'll just deny it. The grind yeah. never ends. That's the Giga Chad. That's the Giga Chad angle. Don't be a soy. This one from Lone Show says, How's your view on Eastern Orthodoxy? Are you Eastern Orthodox now? Have you, are you a member of the Eastern Orthodox Church? No. I think that's a Russia joke. Oh, okay. This one from Alyosha says this. The student loan bailout was corporate welfare for bloated, predatory universities. But hey, we bailed everyone else out, so whatever. Uh, yeah. The loan program is welfare for the universities, but and so are all the guarantees. But the bailout, probably not. But this one from Alyosha says housing was a much bigger part of the measure of inflation under Volcker. We're flying blind. Yeah, that's that's fair. Like the housing crisis should be given a lot more weight in terms of measuring um, our true like economic health and outlook. This one from Brian W says, I like Hawes. So get or don't get me wrong, but I would like to ask why he's so angry. I think it overpowers <laughs> the point you are trying to make, Hawes. Um, mainly because, uh, you know, I just. I'm going to be honest, I don't like my opponents in this panel right now. I, I actually know who they are, and I don't like any of them, so that's why. What like, do you mean you know who they are? You mean like... That's crazy. Like, Loner Box of Whale Dust, I don't like them. This one Haas really has a has a, um, a, a no-likey for me, basically. Yeah, yeah Haas, I thought you were buddies. 
Who do you? Maddie just thirsts after me like every few weeks or whatever, even though she's married. Like, you know what's weird? It's weird that Haas always is like commenting on like, um, on like, uh, you know, I never make any comments on your body, Haas. So I think it's a little creepy that you're making comments on my body. I talk about his body. This one from do appreciate your question. Brian W says, I like Haas. Keep my body out of your mouth, Haas. Comments about your body. I'm making comments about your mass. This one coming from. Um, And yeah, my mass relates to my body, Haas. And I get it. You like fat chicks, but I don't appreciate it that you're talking this way about me, okay? You can wish you were as fat as me. You wish you were as as girthy as me. You will never be as girthy as me, Haas. You will never be as girthy as me. To the moon, says Sean. I says Sean. Thank you very much for bringing awareness to the Asian hate crimes happening in certain Democrat states. You're welcome. How do you like them apples, Maddie? Oh, it'll be fine. Trust me. This one from (laughs) to the moon. This says Maddie is the girl that gets assigned to your group project in class. Doesn't do anything besides talk like a succubus and right. faints racism. A succubus? Yeah, we don't hear that. A succubus? Succubus is supposed to be hot. Ooh la la! Ooh la la! Was that a compliment? Are they saying I'm pretty? I prefers his succubuses to be girthy. I thought that's true. I'm not nearly girthy enough. Doesn't sorry, Maddie, but that's okay. You're beautiful in your own way. You're gorgeous and Haas can like fucking shut it. This one. Well, I don't want. Look, I stop. Keep my girth out of your mouth, Haas. I've had enough of it. It's really fucking creepy. I'm creeped out by it, Haas. Stop talking about my body and my girth. Stop it. We we get that you're in love with her. Just let it. You got to let it go. You got to let it go. Aliosha says. This one says make the schools co-sign the loans one and done. Thoughts? Would this work? What? Holding schools <laughs> accountable for the fact the that they need to make sure they're... I think, I think the real problem here is that Stardust Chair didn't co-sign her weight. Like, really, dude? Are you going to... Wait, what, okay. You, can you, you, let's why go are you suggesting... Wait a minute, wait a minute. James. Haas, are you suggesting that you be my chair instead? No, thank you, Haas. Uh, I don't want you to be my chair. No, thank wrong. you. I don't care if you consent to being my chair. I'm not having it, Haas. Stop yeah. commenting on my body and my girth. I oh, get yeah. it. You're jealous. You're jealous. Haas, you may someday you'll find a girthy <laughs> woman to sit on your face. Today's not that day. <laughs> Sally Osha said, Today's not that day. Make the schools. You know what? Chat's going go crazy for whale snake right now. Raven Zero says, Can you use your gender studies degree to talk your way to a manif- to manifest a fusion reactor into existence? Yeah, sure. Why not? This one coming in from Neat Feet says, did those who went into the weeds of student debt prove how Biden is winning? Sorry, I missed when they addressed Haas's genuine points. All I heard were snarky comments from Maddie. I added that last part. Go ahead. Thank you. Eddie um, I mean, we kind of addressed the whole sky is falling point, I think. Um, but I also, I kind of came in after we did the Biden conversation, but trying to be a bimbo doesn't increase your score. You're still a four out of 10. Must move forward. Aw, shit. In terms of our questions, I think that's it. Want to say folks 
Our guests are linked in the description. So if you'd like to hear more about their views, you certainly can by clicking on the links right now. And it's the end of the stream, so it kind of makes sense that you'd click their links. You know, you kind of migrate to their links. Whoever you liked most in this debate, especially if it was the first time you've ever heard of them, first time you were exposed to them, hey, great opportunity. Learn more about their views. Want to say thank you so much to Stardust, Lonerbox, Sean, Maddie, Joe, and even Haas. We appreciate it. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you very All much right, for this panel. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. See you later. Thank you. I'm going to bed now. I'm tired. Thank you. Take care, guys. Have a great night. Super fun. See you guys. Take care. Have a good rest of your night. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.